Let's get a show on the road. Yes, yes. Home cooked brown. Oh, is 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 this? Are we going back to? Are we, are we Ainsley Harriet this week? Ready yeah, man. Give it this. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it a bit of that. It's yeah, like man. jazz hat. I'm just I'm so, so happy to have a working fridge so I can store food in. Oh man! <laughs> and just and just be able to make food from home, and that was great. And then also it's double double whammy, man. Like or double. It's not even a whammy. It's a great thing. It's like um, I was home for a few days as well, so I got home cooked food from mum and dad. It was amazing. I've got yeah. like um, also they gave me a bunch of vegetables that they were growing. So I essentially did my shopping at my mom and dad's because they've been growing a bunch of vegetables. It's amazing. And um, so I got like uh, parsnips, carrots, uh, uh, spinach, tomatoes, and stuff like that. So I've just been cooking up the parsnips, carrots, and uh, sweet potato, uh, getting ready for the week ahead. And um, yeah, man, so good. I just it. so happy. We just picked up where we left off. It's like Lord of the Rings two right now. Yeah, exactly. Sam and Frodo chat about food again. <laughs> <laughs> We're on our way. We're on our way. And, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it just, it just feels so good. So I prepped it this morning, like right before the podcast. Just I uh, pulled it out of the oven, and I was like, oh, I'm just so happy. <laughs> just so happy to have my own food and home cooked, and it's just it feels good and it's nourishing, man. Nourishing. That's that's a great shout, man. Do you know what? This week I. Uh... Pick it right up from where we were last week. I made some salmon this week, and I said to my mom, "I was like, I was like, uh, I would not want to be in a restaurant right now. Like, no. take them all, take them all, and just, just get to the, get to the back of the queue because this is this is the only thing that my soul needs right now. You just said nourishing for the soul, right? That's it. That's man. exactly. It. I know that feeling, man. This week just just made it simple, made it the end of my day, and I was like, it's probably a bit too much fat for me to digest right now, but right. it's gonna go down so well." That my like <laughs> yeah. the the subsequent benefit on my cortisol levels are gonna fall through the floor, and I'm just gonna be like in this yeah. like, euphoric state, me and my salmon, like just like just happy that's as hell. It, man. Yeah, man. After, sometimes you gotta look like calories not always calorie. You know what I mean? Like that, that's yeah, like, like no, what kind exactly. of state does that calorie put you in? Like, yeah, you digested it well. Do you just feel good about the world right now because this, this calorie just put you in a good place? That's it, man. Completely, that's it. man. Who well, who needs MDMA? Just have a good home cooked salmon. <laughs> Fuck yeah! It just sets you just you just love everything and everyone around you. God, actually on tap, man. Just just here, just just get that get that salad in the pan, cook it up some MDMA. There you go. Done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm cooking MDMA. It's like this is, yeah, this is not a class on how to make drugs at home. This is we're talking we're talk, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Salmon is not a is not a code word for anything else. We're <laughs> actually talking about salmon here, and that's how good it makes you feel. Love it, love it. Yeah, man. It just makes me think like. Breaking Bad would be a very different show if uh, if, if we if we directed it. Did you bring the yeah. salmon? Yes. <laughs> what do you yeah. want? <laughs> Here you go. Here's the salmon. Cooked it well. Yeah. Oregano. Yeah. Thyme. Yeah. Ooh. Good. Ooh. Good. All cooked, man. You see yeah. it correctly. Yeah, man. That would that end up being a home cook show. Five seasons. <laughs> Love it. Love it. It's cool. It. What's cracking, man? Easy like Sunday morning today. Oh man, just some good vibes, man. Just some good vibes. Uh, usually, the, the routine on a Sunday is uh, wake up and train before the podcast. And mm. today, we train. I trained with a friend really early, and uh, and then we end up going for like a Sunday brunch, lunch kind of thing, just straight after. Yeah, cool. Hardly ever, hardly <clears throat> ever do that. You know, I mean, routine wise, yeah, yeah. I'm always quite quite uh, regimented, especially through the week. Six a.m. Mm. start with clients, and that runs all the way through to to weekend sometimes. And mm-hmm. uh, this week it was just well, this today just feels like a very, very feels like I'm on holiday. 
you know what I mean? Talking about <laughs> holiday. And that, that's just yeah. like, where did this come from? Like, I, I'm totally, yeah. uh, I'm totally just vibing off of this, off of this uh, yeah. day. I feel like I'm, feel like I'm just savoring, savoring it like that salmon. It, uh, yeah. Ling, lingering on the tongue. I just feel, just feel like, hmm. I'm, 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 I feel like it's the start of lockdown. You know, you just like, oh, get the, <laughs> yeah. get the hope now. Great. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll just I'm do this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Try not to make too many bad choices in one day, but yeah, we got nothing yeah. to do. That's it. We're good. Yeah, exactly. That's wicked, man. I felt like that yesterday, actually, because I've been, since lockdown, I've been doing sessions on Saturday mornings as well. And uh, and so yesterday was the first, like, weekend. Well, this is the first weekend I haven't done any, yeah, any like, sessions with clients. So mm. I didn't have to be in the headspace. I was like, oh, that feels a little different today, and um, yeah, so it's cool, man. I see what you mean. I know what you mean because like this, this yeah, does, yeah. yeah, this does feel like a couple of days off for me, which is a bit strange, like. But nice. yeah. I like I like a Saturday morning PT session with a client. Have you have you noticed? I don't know if you you pick up on the same thing, but uh, when when was the last time you were in a commercial gym for personal training? Oh, it's March, right before lockdown. Okay. 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 Um, oh, yeah. is is your place a commercial gym? Like people, anyone can just train there. You and your PT on the gym floor. Is that how it works? Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's a, it's a private PT gym. So oh. the only people who go in there are personal trainers with their clients. That's it. There's no, you, you. no, there's no members of the public uh, just walking in randomly. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So, so what, what I remember was was like a like a like a, like a virgin or like a, a Nuffield Health mm, yeah, that kind of no. public gym. Was long, quite a while ago. Oh, that was a while. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Since I've even had to be a member of a gym as well. Oh wow. So yeah, because whichever wherever I've been, I've been able to train there. Nice. And uh, yeah, long time, boss. The reason I ask, right, because my observation is that a Saturday morning there is, it's almost like uh, you know, like migration in Africa. You see these like, <laughs> yeah. so there's 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 uh, mating season in the wilderness. The wilderness <laughs> are making their way across the Serengeti, and then you, then it cuts to the lion. It's like just looking across the plains, right? So my my version of this is Saturday morning in a commercial gym as a PT, right? You go yeah. in and you have your clients, right? So you you're training your client, but occasionally you look around the gym floor and you see what's on the plains, and it's always women, like. Okay. Of all ages, of all ages, Saturday morning, there'll be a few blokes there, but mm. by and large, I guarantee you this, whatever, everywhere I've ever trained, my experience, right, it will be at 85% female dominance on the gym floor from around about, I'd say, six in the morning to about nine. And then men start strolling in more. And then the, the, then the percentage ratio changes, right? Right. Every single gym I've ever worked at, that's a public gym floor. Even sometimes in like, even in like, PT, private PT places, like you said, um, I feel like it's more female dominated first thing on a Saturday. In the week, I think it's a normal split, but on a Saturday morning, uh, Saturday or a Sunday morning, I feel like the females are always in first before the men because they've probably got shit to do and got things to get yeah. organized. And generally, I think they're more organized than us anyway. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then around about 9, 10, 11 o'clock, you just see men kind of like strolling, rubbing, rubbing the sleep out of their eyes and just kind of Oh, yeah. right, do some curls, do some curls, yeah, do some curls. Yeah. Like, yeah, Train yeah. that hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's about, but uh, that's that's generally one of my uh, observations for being on the deployer. Just like, oh, okay, this is this is good. And I think as a, as a as a male PT, I don't know what it's been like for you, but my client split has always been, I think, more female dominated. It's it's been it's been mm -hmm. the other way around at, at times as well. But right now, I'd say it's actually right now it's quite an even split. But it's going the way where it's more female dominated. What, hmm. what, what do you find? 
at the moment um yeah actually you've just caught me at a phase where i've got more female clients than i have male clients mm. so just about so it's just yep. over it's nearly 60 percent yeah actually interesting that you asked me that question because otherwise it's usually 60 40 70 30 male to female for me mm-hmm. interesting, interesting yeah so i was mm-hmm. going to say like any pts watching that's a great prime time to pick up like female clients and like if you're going to put on mm-hmm. a class do on a Saturday morning because I guarantee you right. there'll be more females in the gym for you to firstly talk to and then potentially pull over and be like, guys, can I go through a class? Can I show you something? You think about doing a different kind of workout? Let's go, but let's 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 uh, let's get this show on the road. And then that obviously yeah. always can can lead to a consultation, which can lead to you working with somebody. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, just just an observation of the gym floor that I think I think is uh, quite a valid one. Yeah, interesting, man. Interesting. What do you think in your experience as well to um, women, uh, women clients, just hands down, just being harder workers than the male clients? Because every day, every day of the week. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, man. Because yeah, I was curious about. Uh, well, I was curious about asking that question because um, I've heard so many people say that, hmm. and um, and uh, just trying to corroborate my experience with uh, with that. It's not for me. Not necessarily true. Um, I think it's pretty even. Um, I'm trying to think of like the hardest working clients that I've had. Um, uh, so just thinking about it on the other end of the scale rather than just in the uh, in the averages. Mm. I mean, yeah, I don't even think so. Like, I'm not I'm not sure. But like for a lot of uh, a lot of people, a lot of other trainers, like anecdotally, I've definitely heard them say, you know, women mm. hardest workers in the room compared to men. I see that in the gym floor as well. Like, I do see that. Um, the women, uh, the women who go, uh, they like, I can just see their focus is mm. a lot more, is is pretty intense. I'm thinking of one person in particular who was a, a client of a guy I was working with, and uh, just every time, just brought it, just was just in that zone every mm. single time. So, um, yeah, yeah, I was just curious, like, what's your experience with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I rank it like top three hardest working clients, I think they're all female. Um, mm. And okay. then after that, not not to say that I don't have clients, especially right now, and, and even in the past, been male and really kind of gone at it. But I'd say that from day one, my first ever client was a female. Um, mm. Smashed it out of the park every single time. Second client, mm. female, same thing. Um, I find that like, I don't know whether, whether actually I don't even know why it is, but yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on the fact that they just have a... They're almost ready to rev from day one, whereas mm, okay. sometimes with a dude, there's uh, I don't know whether it's like a, they look for the camaraderie in it too much too soon, and mm. they almost want to kind of warm to it, and then and then eventually they get going. Versus females are kind of just there, and whether it's a thing of I don't want to come across weak, so let me show from this from the start that I can push and I can do this, and also like. If it's, uh, if it's an expectant- expectation on themselves that they're fully aware that they're, they're paying for something and they want to get the most out of that value for time, uh, that investment for time ratio, uh, maybe, maybe it's just that. Maybe they're kind of much more aware of that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm, well, I'm, I'm with the consensus on that. Um, hmm. The fact that females, they push themselves on that. They push themselves on that. And I, I see it, like you said, on the gym floor as well. Um, there's if you looked at like for instance this morning i was at pure gym right and mm. you look across the gym floor i'd say there's more females that are in shape than men there's more men in the gym but 
there's only a few men that I can look around and be like, yeah, he's in shape. He's in shape. He's in shape. He's actually the product of the work is put in the right direction. Whereas a lot more of the females, I think you can probably go into like image consciousness and kind of like how, how, how media is kind of making people kind of fit a mold. Um, but I'd say that the females all looked like they were getting on with their stuff more. So they're much more into their workout and just general volume. There's one of the, one of the girls in the gym today, I think I must've seen her do like 10, 15 sets of back squats. I'm just like, mm. shit, that's, that's a seriously dense workout. Like there's a lot, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of activity going there with deadlifts, with everything else. Um, and that's, that's across the board, man. That's across the, even the gym that I work out right now today. It wasn't the gym that I work out, but yeah, can definitely, can definitely say that. Yeah. Interesting, man. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure I can pinpoint that down to, mm. I don't know what, like, uh, what particular traits on average it might be, uh, that make it different for men and women in terms of effort that has been observed on the gym floor. I'm not sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that the Jordan Peterson thing sometimes can kind of, I think, shoot, shoot its way in. I don't, I don't know yeah. how it correlates to the female, but for the man, I think also in like, so I'm in Leicester right now. Right? I'm not in London, and mm. it's it could be different in London. Like I train a few guys on the phone in London, and I can see the gym floor kind of operating behind them, and it looks mm. pretty even split. It looks like everyone's kind of getting on with it, but I don't know whether it's a, a lower ambition thing in a place like Leicester or further north you go, where you see the archetypal male as is described sometimes by Jordan Peterson, where sometimes it's like mm. a bit lacking in ambition, a bit kind of lacking in direction. Uh, and then that comes out on the gym floor where mm. they're just doing the easy shit, you know, doing the easy shit. And they're right. just kind of making a lot of noise about a lot, but not a lot. And um, whereas on the other side, you see kind of women who, whatever the driver, I don't know the driver because... I'm not one but it just seems like there's 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 more of a fire there you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's what i've got that's what i've got on that yeah okay interesting i wonder also like just completely spitballing as well just the idea of um uh so men kind of showing off to other men and also trying to show off to women in the gym as well so there's something where um uh, you know you want to look like you're doing the most like you want to look like you're you're lifting the most amount of weight potentially but uh but you're 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 making it look like you're doing all that kind of stuff as opposed to actually doing that kind of stuff right so there's that little bit of ego drive and then when there's women in the gym too it's also kind of looking around and just making sure that you know one of them catches you doing something <laughs> uh, something that looks uh, makes you look like you're an alpha male kind of thing it's like when really that's the most beat of shit that you could be doing yeah. but um i don't know it's just yeah completely just it just is thought that came to my mind is like it's a it's a it's a playground the gym is a is a is a playground for fronting a lot as well yeah, yeah, yeah. so i wonder if whereas we because it's predominantly male there's a lot more room for fronting there whereas with women there's maybe like on average there's more intimidation stepping into a gym and especially stepping into a weight room and then when they do they actually experience uh, so they actually like they had to just bust out the work you know and mm. rather than show off to some other some other people there because there's less people for them to show off to yeah and that, that's i like what you said there about showing off or having a mind on showing off in the gym mm. and then thinking it's an alpha thing to do. But then like mm. you said, it's the most beta shit to do because 
there's, yeah. there's 40 kilos waiting to go on that bar but because you're looking around and you're distracted you're, you're not thinking about that you're thinking about the girl over there doing her workout you know what i mean but yeah. really if you're not worried about her and you're putting the weight on the bar in some weird roundabout way you could actually qualify yourself one day to be like oh okay i've actually done the work now so she might yeah. look across and be like oh that guy looks like he's doing. looks like he looks like he knows what he's doing rather than that guy's looking yeah. at me again you know what i mean like, like, <laughs> it's off exactly you know I mean? that, that creep over there yeah <laughs> just breaking back back to his back to his empty ass barbell just ready to add there he is looking at me again so, yeah okay great um yeah, yeah that, that's interesting man and I, and I think also that because the gym is more dominated by men um in in a <laughs> this is gonna sound proper proper harsh but like in a beta male's cool. eyes right yeah man. <laughs> you've got more competition right so you need to almost sure. bang your peacock feathers more so then <laughs> they don't become like a, a dick swinging contest around like oh i can i can kind of make a most noise over here and i can kind of peacocking right so i can i can yep. kind of wear the short shorts to the gym even though i've got no legs and it's like what the hell's going on <laughs> like this and then you walk into pure gym and you just like I feel I feel like I was there t- today doing a workout. The workout started with uh, with with ab wheel rollout and farmers walk, single arm farmers walk. Right, so like hard mm. hard shit, right? Hard shit. Like the accessory yeah, workout nice. didn't get done this week, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and get this shit done. And um, then you spend your time looking around, and these guys on the platform behind me, and they're doing sumo deadlifts, and all of them are weighing like eighty kilos and up, but there weren't ever more than fifty kilos on this barbell. I'm just like. Mm. What's going on here? Like the girl yeah. that was using the platform before you was doing rack pulls of 65 kilos, 70 kilos without yeah. chalk. So with chalk, with no straps, with no belt. And you're here doing sumo deadlifts. We all of you outweigh her by 30 kilos and have 15 times the testosterone. But none of you are even, even a lick close to where she was repping with. It's like, what yeah. the hell? Where did, where, did we, where did we get? How did we get here? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that was just like, and do they look at what well, that smacks to me of like people who don't know what they're doing basically just and bit, uh, but bit, but yeah. yeah exactly but not like in that um but it sounds like they're doing it like they, they don't know what they're doing but they're looking at each at each other as if it's like yeah man we know what we're doing we're geez you know so, kind of kind of yeah right i'd see okay. that you've seen, you've seen jungle book yeah yeah jungle book, right it's like the, the vultures are like the uh who are they trying to be the, the beatles i think right and they're, they're, they're always asking each other, like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Oh, I don't oh know. yeah, what yeah. Do you want to do? And it's like, guys, come on, just figure it out. One of you go, 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 go on Testosterone Nation. One of you, please just get it up on your <laughs> yeah. phone and just find a Christian Timothy workout. And don't stop yeah. until you look like Christian Timothy. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. like, in a sentence, there you go. Right here, you go. take that all the way to the bank. Right. And keep going. Yeah. And like, all of you go to Primark and buy a 3XL hoodie. And then until that hoodie is tight, don't take it off. <laughs> It, right that's that's the rule for life i, I remember like, i thought about that this week when i was training in the gym right and i, I was kind of looking around and there's too many Amazing. men this is going to turn into such a rant right there's too many yeah, men right away bro like, this is great. <laughs> in their like 40s right who should know better right and what i mean by that is they're old enough to know like the metrics generation right the yeah. the training gyms that are not clean training gyms that are just entirely full of hammer strength machines and very little cable stuff and very little cardio stuff but stuff that's going to make you grow right and not not always functional not always correct but you're going to get mass right and there's far too many of these men walking around the gym with a medium-sized gymshark t-shirt on which is really a small right let's be honest <laughs> right 
It's like, where, 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 this, is this now? It just shows the betification of gyms that these guys <laughs> weren't around to put the work in back then. But now you feel super confident to kind of stroll around in the gym with your tight t-shirt on. And it's cool because everyone else is doing it. You know what I mean? It's like, this is yeah. what happens. When, when, we, when, we, when we like allow the inmates to run the prison, right? This is what <laughs> yeah. happens. It's like, it just goes to shit. And like, these are, these are the people now strutting around the gym. It's just, come on, man. We're, we're better than this. Oh, man. Be anyway. That, yeah, that's, that's jokes. That's interesting. Like, because... Uh, well, with that hyper commercialization as well. So the the environment that I'm specifically talking about is commercial gyms as well. So there's obviously like there's bodybuilding gyms and then there's powerlifting gyms. There's, there's a complete different vibe in those places. Just I, I haven't even set foot in them, but I just know. <laughs> I know it's going to be. It's like it's going to be about getting that work done. And uh, but it's purely about commercial gyms, which is what most people have access to, and that's the only thing that you know they would know, or that's the only place that they would know to, uh, to go to try and get into shape. Um, but along with that is like, okay, we well, need to have the active wear. And then it's not just about having the active wear. It's about having the, you know, the Lululemons and the fucking, you know, the whatever thing you got to look good in because it's not enough just to want to step into a gym and train. you got to step into a gym and l- try and look the part or whatever the fucking part is. And then so you just got like, yeah, you got people like that who just stroll in. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to get all the gear under the sun and I'm going to make it look like I'm already like, you know, I know what I'm doing, but just, just, don't worry about not knowing what you're doing. Just don't try and fake it because in the in the gym, faking it till you're making it is means you're gonna fucking hurt yourself. Yeah. You know, you're gonna yeah. screw yourself up, or you're just gonna be wasting your time. You're not gonna be doing anything useful for yourself. And uh, and then that shines through like pretty pretty quickly. Like uh, people who do know what they're doing just realize that you're just wasting your own time. Too it's right, um so just yeah, just don't be too like just ask for help. <laughs> But that's it. That's it, right? You, you've got so much mm. ego in this place. Like, mm. There's this guy in the gym Thursday, and uh, he's got head to toe Sergio Tashini sweats on, like gray, right. looking, 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 just straight dapper. And I'm looking at him, and he's got flip flops on. I'm just like, come on, man. We're not. We're not in Ibiza right now. Like we. Yeah. Not, this is not acceptable. Like, like it's just what the hell? What the hell? Are you yeah. here trained? Are you here to just? Like flounce around and uh, and just 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 strut around with your new sweat with your new sweats on. Like, what the hell's going yeah. on? What the hell's yeah. going on? And then, then 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 you're 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 almost seen like a bit of a bit of a weirdo. Like, I'll, I'll set my bag down. and I'll take my shoes off. That's the first thing I do when I train. Is like, I want to be in socks. Yeah. Or I want to be in. Ideally, I don't want to wear anything in my feet because I want to feel the floor. Yeah. Especially if I'm doing anything That's like true. leg work. I want I want if I'm squatting or if I'm doing any kind of lunges or split squats or whatever. Mm. I want to feel the floor. You know, what I mean, I, I like that. Yeah, and uh whereas on the other end it's just this is just weird man this is just super weird this was well that's um gym box oh yeah you ever been yeah you know anything about it yeah i have i had a client who used to uh used to tell me his 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 account of gym box but go on oh man i want to hear that account as well because (sighs) when uh, uh when i was moving away from my place and i was just looking for places to work and like uh you know just thought fuck it and i'm just gonna put my cv everywhere and see see where it goes and like uh an interview at gym box as well and it's just man it's just well let's put it this way it is not my vibe mm. <laughs> right it is anti my vibe it's just basically you're just having a fucking rave while you're training oh. 
like you like especially in london because most of the gyms are going to be underground so they've got this whole lighting system they even have a dj that comes in in the evenings to bust out tracks he's got his own setup in um at least in this particular gym box that I went to, he's got his own setup. Um, like, like in like this, so it's not even a mezzanine. It's just like he's got his own platform overlooking the gym, and uh, he's got his DJ kit laid out there, and it is just loud. It is just music. It's just basically you're at a club, but you're training mm. in the gym, and it's like that the whole time you're there. And then it's just more of a club vibe when it's in the evening, when they bust out the DJ as well, and so. I, I was like, I was there for, I don't know, 45 minutes or something. Um, and it was just doing my head in. It was so badly doing my head in because I just I just couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. It's uh, it just constantly. I just, and I was thinking, imagine being there for like 12 hours a day, you know, yeah. like working there. I don't, I don't it, there's, there's, it, it, there's a certain person, type of person who works for it. Definitely, I ain't that, I ain't that kind of person. Mm. And I just, um, yeah, so like, you know, hyper-commercialization is like you're trying to pull people in in any kind of way that you possibly can. And um, you get you get something like that and it ends up being popular by the looks of it as well. And uh, I just don't know, man. I can't relate to that whatsoever. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. What well, was your client's account? Similar, but he was, uh, I think he mentioned the DJ, but he was more talking about the guys that are in there. And right. uh thinking that they're on muscle beach in california and <laughs> yeah it's like this guy who's give me give me um the uh the 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 his, his version of events pretty jacked like i can show you his pictures right. uh when we trade guys guys stacked you know i mean like especially for right. midsection like, you know when someone's got a thick midsection you know that they're, they're yeah. about it right that, that yeah, that's, a sign. that's yeah that's like chris benoit when he's like he's he's he's, he's yeah. This is as thick as his shoulders. You think, oh, I'm gonna pop this <laughs> yeah. guy, right? Like that. That's how. Yeah. That's how he is, right? See, and, that's uh, the thing. So there's the other way around as well, which is like I call it the European male look, which is like you know you're super slim and like yeah. your shoulders are that narrow and your waist is that narrow as well. So that's like that's not yeah. how you want to look, but he's but, uh, the other way around. <laughs> he's yeah. like you look at his shoulders, he's like this motherfucker's broad. Then you look at his torso, he's like his torso is as wide as his shoulders. What the <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. There's like there's a proportion, but. There's, yeah. there's a difference. Well, we must have to like work out a ratio between like how wide is your head and then how wide is your shoulders and your waist. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. if, if they're there all, or, or even some kind of muscle composition thing or whatever, right? Anyway, exactly. he's, he's, he's dead through his midsection. Yeah. And, so and it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the Zara man. That's what I mean. Zara. Yeah, you know, just, the, oh, I love that's it. What yeah, yeah. It's the Zara man. Not you like, because they, they took that from like the European style, inspired by that. And I, it's just yeah. the Zara man, basically. You're just like, you're a rake. Yes. Yes. It's like, it's like, just, you, the, the mannequin in the shop that's you mm. that's, that's you looked at like going yes i need that mm. in my life <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> no one needs that I mean, that guy's not, yeah. not needing anyone to war or winning any battles or yeah. <laughs> in a burning building it's not happening uh, <laughs> unless you're spider-man if you're spider-man cool but yeah, yeah like, exactly no yeah. Um, he's his uh his, i can't remember, remember him telling me but you basically saw this guy in the gym and uh he's got these like spec savers on the spec savers you got your specs on that are like yeah. uh we're like um macho man randy savage yes like, across the front <laughs> and then into the sides as well he's walking around with him in the gym and at the same time he's got a string of vest on with these short shorts and <laughs> it's just normal and he's looking around like is this a twilight zone right now like am I, yeah. am, I, am I in the right place like this can't be real everyone's just accepting the fact that this guy is just oh. totally to oh actually, i'll tell you what happened today today at pure gym this is wild right yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even know know how to react right 
So I'm trading. I'm trading with my friend, right? And uh, I'm showing how I'm showing how to do face pulls. Well, how 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 shallows does face pulls, right? So like kind of mm. purple thoracic flexion, thoracic extension, and mm. working uh, working to integrate that that intent into our workout. So I was like, okay, cool, really, really, uh, this is interesting. Teach, teach me, and whatever we go from there. Um, and we're doing this. We're doing this face pull, right? And this guy just walks across the front of the. Imagine like the cable. The cable stack is here. The cable's pulling out. And she's mm. standing here. She's pulling the yeah. she's pulling the the rope kind of towards her. She wasn't actually using the rope; she was using two handles. And uh, he walks across to try and get something from our cable stack, which is totally fine. Go ahead. And he nails his head off the uh, <laughs> you, know, you know the swiveling uh, thing that like say you pull yeah, the cable yeah, yeah. swivel with it. He just cracks yeah. his head off that thing, right? And right. doesn't even react. Like doesn't react even in a little bit. Like just boom, and the whole thing just like shudders. And both oh. me and her are looking at him like. The fuck's wrong with you, man? Like you, you're, I was tall. He was like at least six five, right? He was a tall guy. Wow. Right. Like this, he's a tall guy, right? Nails his head off the thing, and then and then just like goes back to his thing. And I was just like, yeah. what's wrong with people? You, you you'd look at us and just be like, have a little chuckle. Oh, stupid, right? Nothing. Yeah. Not even, not even a look. Not even a glance. I'm just like, this is just weird. This is. <laughs> I've not been in a public gym. Like, well, I've been pure gym. I think pure gym is is. Of all of the gyms, if you go to the gym versus pure gym, pure gym's different. It has it has a more anarchy vibe to it, <laughs> not in a good way. It's like you know, you know, you watch like Batman from the '90s, and there's like the street oh, gang like, out there. Those people go pure gym. Oh Batman, yeah, oh god, the Batman and Robin, Joel Schumacher one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like it's like clowns who are who are street robbers and shit. Like that. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. those people, right? That I just like. What? What's wrong with you, lot? Like all yeah. of, a lot of a lot of you people are just friggin' wild. And this, this guy did this today and just looked at. I just thought, like, what's what the fuck? What the actual fuck is going on right now? This is wild. But yeah. what, so, what was, is it? Is it about like the fact that he hit his head and acted as if nothing happened? That the fact that you hit his head in the first place, that you can't miss that <laughs> damn cable thing. Like, if you've got to go under it, go under it. Make a, make a proper attempt to actually lower yourself down. You've got, go, you got to go down there to get the thing you want to get anyway, from the floor, for God's sake. And not yeah. that it was hot, was was super low anyway. But just the absolute nonchalance around, I've just nailed my head off this thing. And there's two people who've clearly seen it, because she's holding onto the cable that it's attached to, right? And she's like, her arms are going like this, because he's whacked it, he's welled it that hard in his head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. This is while she's doing the exercise. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm coaching her through the movement. And she, <laughs> imagine, okay, right? that makes it, that like, makes it like, even more wild. Because, like, she's in the movement. On the rope doing this, right? That, that's what you've got to picture right now. Like, Dave Bautista on the ropes, just wailing the ropes <laughs> up and down. And both if you look at me, and I look at her, and I'm just like, did that just happen? Is that oh, really good? <laughs> Deadpan just goes back the other way, and clips his thing back to his thing, carries on. I'm just like, I don't even, I don't know if he felt it. I don't, I don't know whether he's just like too high on whatever he's high on. But wild, man, wild. Okay, that, that cracks me. Okay, having that, having you, you finish off the visual for me. That did it for me. That was brilliant. The fact that she was mid exercise. And he whacks his head so hard that she's shaking the rope, <laughs> and, his, and the geezer's like pretends it doesn't even happen, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't even apologize that he might have like fucked her up or anything like that. <laughs> was, no, oh god, that yeah, that's wild. That's funny. I thought it was just like you two were standing there, and this geezer just whacks his head. And you're like, what? What's happened here? But uh, then just, uh, just the extra bit uh, right at the end that that did it for me, man. That I set me. Never, I should never forget Facebook. <laughs> 
That's it. Facebook yeah. message that by them as, as this guy walking past, cracking his enough to say then just giving no fuck to word it. Just yep. That's, oh, man. That's funny, man. There's uh the, that that reminded me of like two uh two hyper embarrassing moments for me in my life. And uh, uh I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you the second one because that's a bit more over. Me personally. Yeah, it's like where I'm like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool, and then I do something and I fuck it up so badly, people see it and there's just no hiding from it. There's oh. just no hiding from it. <laughs> it was, and it hurt, man. It was like oh. my 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 guts just went <clears throat> like that. I just curled up, and my my heart was just like, just I want to stop beating right now. My lungs were like, I'm just gonna cough out. I'm just gonna get out of you, and like my stomach was just uh, just wanted to fucking vomit out everything that I was feeling. It oh, was, it, but they were so funny as well. So it, I'll tell you about the second one because that's where it reminded me of. Because the geezer's like wax it in this instance, the geezer just whacks his head so hard, but tries to pile off as if nothing happened. When um, so I was um, I always used to go through like Liverpool Street Station when I was getting to work. And uh, I've got my backpack on. I've got my overhead headphones on. It was like, you know, I think I was wearing a hoodie and some jeans. And um, uh, normally, so I'll enter the I'll enter the station and um, like where the where the buses usually pull up. And uh, and 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 there was like a, the entrance that I took that time um, on the other side of it. There were like barriers. So I had to go around like that. And um, I forgot about that bit. On this uh, on this particular day, or like uh, maybe I took a slightly different entrance, and I just didn't realize that I needed to basically back on myself and then come around it. Mm. And uh, so this is going into the station. So what I did was I was like, "Oh, this thing's low, man. It's fine. I can jump this." So I put my hand on it, and then I went to just like you know leap like left leg over, right leg over. Put my hand on, jump my left leg over. My right leg got caught, and I went. So you know, like Peter Griffin and Family Guy. It's just, you know, when, they, when they're like falling, they do their falling right. skits. And yeah, you're like, yeah. it's like one frame, they're standing up, and the next frame, <laughs> they're on the floor. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to me, man. It's like one minute, one, literally, literally in a millisecond, you're standing up, and the next second, you're on the ground, man. God. And it was chest first. I landed as if I was doing supermats, basically. I was like, bah! just landed with my chest on the ground like that. My face was just a plant, like oh, I just turned yeah. my face so it didn't quite hit the ground. My head, because of the like vibration, my headphones just came flying off. And uh, I had my backpack on my back as well. So this is an extra oh. weight, just just for, just for shit to giggles. Take and it, just pancaked myself. Oh. <laughs> and, and I was like, I just picked up my headphones, put them back on my head, just, you know, just shrugged my shoulders a little bit. Yep. And uh, I just carried on walking exactly where I was supposed to be walking to. And I thought, oh, fuck, this is embarrassing. But, but it's, it's fucking Liverpool Street Station. It's not like no one's going to see that, right? <laughs> so there were a couple of people around me who must have seen it. And then they saw I was okay. And they're like, whatever, he's fine. Because no one wants to have their day interrupted in case somebody gets injured, right? Mm. And they're like, oh, this keys need help. But there was a couple that was sitting on, um, sitting on the chairs. And they were just enjoying like a McDonald's, basically. And uh, they were about 20 feet away and they saw everything. They just basically, they must've just turned at the right moment and, yeah. uh, and saw this dude like just jumping the barrier, but instead gets his foot caught and fucking lands flat on his chest. And uh, they saw it and I could see them crying with laughter. And uh, and I had to walk past them because that was the oh. direction I was going in. And it was, I was just like, oh, 
God, these two people have seen it. They're dying. They're trying to hide themselves from me because they see me going in their direction. And they're just basically covering their face like this and just trying to eat their McDonald's. And I could just see, you know, the shoulder shrug when someone's like, <laughs> hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could just see them going off on one. And I was like, oh, God, I have to go past him. And they're just laughing at me, like in front of me, to my face, at me. And uh, and I saw and like, like I locked eyes with them as well. And I just went, you know what? Shit happens. Just got owned. Yeah. And I, that's exactly what I said to them as I walked past. And uh, that was it. I just owned it. I just walked past and I was like, yeah, all right. Everything's going back to normal again. And, uh, and yeah, just if I if I didn't say that, if I didn't acknowledge it, you know, you just feel like a bit more of an embarrassed prick. Mm. And and I acknowledged it. I was like, you know what? Shit happens. I fucked like I fucked it up. And uh, just got to own it. You know, I just got to own it. And that's what happened. And then that's what that kind of reminded me of. Because there's a moment there where I was like, oh, I think like I'm gonna get away with this. And nobody saw this. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this there's this couple that just laughing at me, like straight in my face. And I was like, cool. And uh, you know, there's that like momentary like knocking of my confidence as well. I was like, mm. I can clear this thing. I can clear something that's like one and a half times as high what the fuck just happened huh. and then go into i just go into the gym and i get the plyo boxes and i'm like okay i'm gonna practice this <laughs> i'm gonna make sure i can do this i love that i love that vision afterwards of g with the with the picture on his fridge of like ivan drago no that's not ivan drago the barriers at liverpool street like we we go in a war like november 25th me and you one on one <laughs> with the great one with the great one that's it. With the fallen one. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. That is awesome, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what it was like. I was like, okay, no, I need to get this out of my sister once and for all. I can't have that like hanging over me. So yeah. I'm actually going to practice how to jump this thing. Did a few and I was like, okay, I'm fine. I've got this. I, I, it's in my system. I've got my patterns back. <laughs> that's legit, man. Do you know what that is? That's like, I feel yeah. like that is, there's no explanation. Like you said, from a physical standpoint, you can do that, right? Like, <laughs> no. That's the universe being like, gee, we need you yeah. to take this fall. For whatever yes. reason, like, like we've 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 looked, we've run the data and you need to take one. You need to take one for the team because like we need you yeah. to be a key player later on. And uh, there's some things we need you to think about. So here, on your <laughs> ass, on your ass, kid. Yeah. Get up, dust yourself off, develop some develop some confidence on the back of this, go and work at it. It's cool. Don't worry about it. It's not a big thing. Yeah, carry on. That's that's like okay, and play. Pat, geez, that is yeah. okay. okay, that's it. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Bro, you know, you say that, but like definitely in hindsight as well, I was like, yeah, I needed that because I've oh, never wow. had anything like that happen to me. Like maybe when I was a kid, I actually, I remember this instance when I was a kid where, um, I, I don't know, I must have been like nine or 10 years old. It was still in primary school. And um, it might like, uh, so there's, there's a few of us who are just basically, we're just riding our bikes around in the local neighborhood. And I was like, oh man, like there's a girl that I fancied or something. And then, and I had my jumper around my rate uh, around my bike. Mm. And then as we approached her, my jumper got caught in my, in my wheel. <laughs> and, and I just, <laughs> oh, Love it. It's ridiculous. So it's like, yeah, okay, you know, we're riding bikes, we're looking cool. I got my new BMX. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bad boy. And then <laughs> in approaching her, and my, bike, my jumper gets caught in my wheel, and I'm and like, in like the interaction spent me to get my jumper out of my wheel, and when I do, tire marks over the whole thing. I'm like, that's not cool. That is not cool. <laughs> and it's like that's the only other time that I like really remember 
being like super embarrassed or something like that but then you're you're a kid but it's never happened to me as an adult and then it finally did i was like oh yeah i needed that lesson i needed that because just got like you know any moment you can just be put in your place if you feel like you're getting too cool for school or something and and yeah that's that you're right man it was it was certainly a lesson that i needed to take on board because i hadn't felt that like visceral level of embarrassment where it could like sit with me for a little while the other scenario was even worse man like uh that was that tops it all it was just the best shit ever but uh uh, maybe save it for another day (laughs) there's too many three embarrassing stories in one too ready man too ready i I love that that's that's i think you got to go through that man you definitely got to got to be pulled down and pulled left right and off your trail a little bit and it's something you look at it i think that didn't need to happen but really it didn't need to happen you know just like you said that's so so funny that you acknowledge that as soon as i said it um, mm. because again speaking of experience I'm, I'm trying to think of like i'm trying to build a story around a few embarrassing things i have to but i can't quite do it right now but the mm. the aftermath of me thinking back on that moment being like that needed to happen the feeling yeah. afterwards is the necessity not not hopefully you don't hurt yourself along the way you don't kind of you yeah. know you don't smash your face off the floor and then bleed all over liverpool street station but like <laughs> yeah. the uh whether it's whether it's being brought down a few pegs whether it's just like thinking about things differently now and seeing i don't know where you can be less absorbed in yourself or whatever whatever uh yeah man that's that's it's, it's a weird it's a weird kind of uh, you know how we talk think about the nervous system hmm. like working in the background like well, we're just this friggin' puppet that wants to just run wild and the nervous system's like no don't do that no don't do this no rather you didn't do that i feel like that's that's the universe's nervous system being like oh, we've got to regulate one of our people let's uh, yeah, how, yeah. Do, how do how do we sort this out yeah okay then yeah. here flatten your ass and then, yeah. then uh, that, that'll be that'll be on your way now go on see you later yeah. <laughs> go figure it out yeah and balance is restored kind of yeah exactly it's like yeah. yeah there's that moment where it's just like okay i'm on a peak i've now troughed real hard <laughs> and i just need to get myself back uh, leveling out again yeah you're right man those those lessons like they were, they were super necessary super necessary that, that wasn't even that wasn't even I mean, none of it's ever planned. It's never, never planned to say super necessary, but it ends up coming out. 25 episodes in, I'm pretty sure it's 20, 24 out of 25 episodes, and we didn't even mean to. But yeah, su- yeah, super necessary because I'd, uh, I'd not experienced that level before, like I was saying. So it's also, how do I, how do I have that experience, but not let it also define me and make me feel, um, uh, make me feel inferior, or like having something which makes me feel super inferior uh for like you know for it should only be that moment really but it can build into something bigger where you're just like you know like people have embarrassing stories and like when they start getting told it was oh no don't tell that that's 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 you know that was that was super embarrassing it's like okay well you still have something wrapped around that which you need to work through and for me i've got these uh two stories well i just remembered the third one when i was a kid but that's when that's when you're a kid you know that's whatever but as an adult to have like that kind of embarrassing story like uh like the other one is just basically you know fuck it i might as well just say it because it's like it's gonna help prove a point as well but this is where um yeah just yeah i just have to i just have to come out with it now but is um uh we uh, there was a group of six of us we went to uh, hot tub cinema <laughs> basically wow. exactly. yeah. that was what well, man is london man anything's a thing isn't it <laughs> <laughs> This, I hope this is going where I think it's going. That's oh, all I can say. Right. I hope like, this oh, is going. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see. We'll see. You can tell me. You can tell me afterwards. There's um, 
and yeah, so there's like the six of us uh, in a group, and they're basically super bad was the movie that they were showing in uh, Hot Top Snow. So this is probably five years ago, and actually, yeah, it'll be around this time five years ago, probably like September 2015, and like. Um, yeah, so they're, what, they're showing this movie, and it was in London Fields as well. So what they have is, like, they've got, like, a row of six hot tubs, which is maximum six people can go in, you know, a bit of space and another row of six and a bit of space another row of six. So it's, like, and then basically, like, drinks are flowing and everything like that. And, like, bearing in mind, like, I didn't even drink as well. So it's, like, everybody else is getting trashed. And um, we're in this hot tub watching the movie. It's good, it's good fun. And then when the movie ends, you know, it's just, like, a little bit of a party thing going on. And so what ends up happening is people just end up like jumping hot tubs and stuff like, you know, just going into different hot tubs. And then there was this guy, um, <clears throat> people started getting drunk. So there was this dude who's like, oh, we're going to jump into the other fucking hot tub. It's like they're six feet apart. Right. So he's in like he was in our one and then he just jumped across into another one, which was like, again, like six feet away. But he basically stood there. He's like, I'm going to fucking jump in. And he's like, all right, cool. And then. <laughs> He just basically he just he just dove like as if he was doing a friggin' um, dive board in the Olympics or something, and he just like his upper half of his body got in, and then that just carried him through. He just slid oh into the rest of it, so he was fine. Right? And then whatever happened, I don't know what. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do the fucking same thing, and then I just got up, and then I did the same thing. So I went to dive off, but again, Peter Griffin moment, man, Family Guy, <laughs> one frame four. So I'm in a fucking hot tub. I don't know. First of all, how that geezer pulled it off, I have no idea. Because you're in water, it's you just you're so easy to slip up. I was the guy who proved how easy it was to slip up. <laughs> so I've gone like that, but then my foot is obviously the thing I'm pushing off. It's in water. It doesn't have any fucking friction to push off of, and my foot just slid. And so instead of diving, I went. <laughs> There's six feet of space between the hot tubs. My body is six feet long. I <laughs> went perfect shape in between the two on the concrete. On the concrete. Oh, I thought you'd be on grass and pulling your leaves. No, there's that much space between them. So I just went, it's like landed on my belly, like belly flopped the ground basically. And uh, there's 150 people. Every single one of them saw it. Oh, Every dude. single one of these people saw it, right? And the laughing was hysterical. Is it, Imagine you're at a gig uh, for a comedian and it's like thousands of people there. That's how loud the fucking laughter felt like it was for me. It was insane. It was so, it, like, just people cracking up. I picked myself up and I just dropped myself into the hot tub I was aiming at. <laughs> and I just kept my head underwater for about 30 seconds. I was like, I can hear everybody laughing, even under the water. I'm just going to stay here for a bit. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I was like, I was like, oh, this is so bad. And I pick my head up again. And then all I see is like there's some people going, like pointing, going, oh my God. <laughs> Just laughing their faces off. And I was like, yep, yep, that happened. Yep, thank you very much. And that was the the Liverpool Street incident happened like several years after that, right? So that was like a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. This happened five years ago. That was the first time I actually like genuinely felt like that level of embarrassment. I had people coming up to me afterwards saying, mate, I wish I recorded that. That was the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, shit. Like several people. And this geezer goes, mate, if I had, if, if we were allowed our phones in the water, I would have had it. This would have been on YouTube and it would have been an internet sensation straight away. It was unbelievable because I've gone to fucking dive and I've just, instead, I've just gone flat on the floor because it, it was just that ridiculous, right? Because it was a whole moment of like clearing the space, everybody's watching and it just goes absolutely pear shaped. 
and yeah so it was fucking awful and i felt it as well it was so bad <clears throat> to the extent where the next day my mate's messaging me one of them who's with me and he was like mate uh, i was i was going to bed and i was falling asleep but i remembered what happened and i couldn't fall asleep because i was laughing too much <laughs> oh man and it was dude honestly it was gut-wrenching like that level of embarrassment and i felt it for days i felt it for days afterwards and i realized no this is something i need to get through because like you said man it's teaching me a lesson i gotta handle that and i just gotta own it and so now me retelling the recounting the story is just it's just fucking hilarious to me it doesn't give me any kind of embarrassed feeling or anything like that it's just something that happened to me and uh, as embarrassing as it was in that moment i also see how hilarious it is and and I and I have no I have no negative associations with that anymore. And uh, so even though it happened in front of all these people, it happened in front of my mates. Um, they'll always remember it. And I'm like, hey, I'm cool with that. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Is is what happened? What happened happened. You just got to live with it. And okay. so yeah, that's how I that's how I approach it now. Can I just say your sound effect for the falling action? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Was that that's on the money? Like if that, yeah. Yeah, everyone out of that that like that button they press and they make the noise when they fall, get this guy. In. That was brilliant. Yeah. That was really good. If you ever need that, I'll just yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll make that little sound bite from the podcast. Perfect. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's really interesting how how you can then look back on that event and be like, oh yeah, yeah, I needed that for sure. I'm trying yeah. to think of, like random ones that have happened to me, right? But the only one that's coming to mind is buying a uh, football for the first time. And then mm. uh, the house we used to stay in at the time. You know, I, I mean, I never played football growing up. I just enjoyed kind of watching it. My dad supported Liverpool. I always supported mm. Liverpool because of that. And uh, it was just it was just one of those that uh, I, I would always enjoy just kicking the ball hard as I could. But never had any skill. Yeah. Kick up. Still to this day, I'm shit at kick up. TJ can attest to that, right? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it was just one of those moments where I okay, went, went, went to shop with my dad, bought this football, and. Uh, <laughs> we, we went into the field which is behind the house we used to stay at, at the time and uh you know how the ball, ball kind of comes in that box thing which is just useless just give me that ball but I, I don't want to have this box yeah. and the ball is like <laughs> yeah. touch it from here but you can't get to the ball right and, like, uh, Will, like wilson in uh castaway and it's he comes in that box first that's it there you go there you go right and uh, i put this ball on the floor like look at it and I'm, uh, I'm just kind of eyeing it up and I'm just like charging this kick up. I'm just like, I'm just going to send this ball like to the street. I'm looking at it like, like freaking on the surface. Like, oh, what the hell what was that ball? Like freaking just flying past his head in the, in the cosmos somewhere. And I run up to this ball and I plot my left leg and I swing my right leg. And the next thing I know, I'm on my ass. And I'm <laughs> looking at the ball still there. I'm, I've just missed the ball entirely. <laughs> It's just it's just completely pristine. Like they, the blades of grass are just sat around it, and the, the wind are like moving the moving the 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 planes of the, of the field like as it normally as as, as pristinely as I could have left it. But I'm just on my ass. And the worst part, my dad went with me to, with, went with me to the field, and he's like hysterically laughing right now. Like yeah. can't hold it in, back in any way. And uh, to be fair, I'm just reminded, reminding myself of another embarrassing moment. But yeah. I was more upset with the fact that my dad had seen me slip and fall. Yeah, like embarrassed by that. No, other people, other people getting getting uh, like seeing me do that, I would be like, yeah, I would kind of be a little bit whatever. But when it's your dad, you're just like, oh, <laughs> God damn it! Why did that have to happen? Let me see, like a mad bro, I'm to kick this ball real hard and be like, yeah, dad, I did it. But uh, yeah, that happened. That happened. 
That's funny, man. What was what was the other one that you remembered? Oh, this this is this is like if there was a like you know how you said the guy said to you with the YouTube uh YouTube, mm. it would be it would be a YouTube sensation, right? So picture <laughs> My dad, uh, we we go back to the same sports direct that we bought this football from. And this is this is I think, yeah, this is years afterwards. Also, not the same sports direct, whatever. You know. And my dad buys a, a driver. He buys a, a golf, uh, oh, yeah. golf bat or whatever you call them. And how old are you at this point? Secondary school, year seven, year eight, I think. Yeah. Um, and I buy he and actually no, previously he'd bought me a bike. So I was like, okay, you're gonna go and hit some golf balls around the field and I'm going to cycle my bike. I was like, cool, Sam, let's go. And uh, we get to the field and I'm, I'm off way over there somewhere, cycling my bike, just kind of like doing my thing, just playing around. And um, my, dad, <laughs> my dad turns and looks at me and he's hitting the golf balls like that way and I'm cycling like there somewhere. So they ain't going to hit me, right? So oh. just, <laughs> this is my dad. Let's just, let's just frame it. People have met me. I'm not a small person. My dad makes me look like a small person. He's a large individual, right? He's a large individual with a golf bat and a golf ball. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I am at least, I want to say, 300 meters straight away from him. Exactly my bike. Just doing my thing. Uh, <laughs> no way. Sorry. <laughs> he, turn, he turns to me and he goes, Omar, and I, and I turn and look at him, and he goes, thunk, and he hits this ball. And I'm, I'm still cycling my bike, bro. I'm still cycling my bike, and I'm just like, oh, okay, he's hit the ball. And I just see this golf ball just like go, and just smack me in the side of my leg. And it stayed low the entire time. You know, this ball just like cutting across the blade, like flipping golden stitch, right? It just cuts across and just nails me in the side of the thigh. And like me like, on that go hot on top. I'm on my bike, just kind of ee, ee, ee. The ball goes, hits me in the leg, and I just go, dunk. <laughs> on my bike. Like, and I just look at look at my leg, and I just, I just look at him, and I'm like, ah, like really hurt because this golf ball has been whacked by my dad, right? And it's <laughs> out of my leg. And I remember just getting up, throwing my bike, and then running for him and being like, "Fucking kick my head in, right?" And just just jumping on him, and just like hitting him, hitting him repeatedly. <laughs> what did you do that for? I mean, you just nailed me with a golf ball. It's such an embarrassing story. It was just like a. What were you thinking? Like, what were you actually thinking? I look at you like a responsible adult, but you've decided to just launch a golf ball in my general direction. Could have worked. Could have killed me. That's it, man. I'm actually about to start crying. <laughs> him, big him. He laughed the same way he laughed when I slipped and missed that ball, right? I'm just like, no, I'm bigger now. I'm going to take you. I'm going to run across this field. I remember like running. He legit started running the other way because I'm just like, I'm right now. <laughs> he knows I ain't going to do nothing, but I'm going to get there and just kind of whack him a few times and be like, what are you doing? That really hurt. But the, you could not replicate that. If, if that, again, like a human framed YouTube moment, <laughs> not replicate that, that golf ball, I can still see it to this day, just bending as it comes and just Crap! Right in the fire, right in my right leg, as I'm just innocently riding my bike, and they're just going, they're just having no reaction apart from to freeze and to just fall sideways on my bike. Oh, <laughs> so I just think my rifle, right? That that was oh, my. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm throwing my bike. I'm throwing the big.
Bro, that's too much, man. That's too much. That's had to be creasing. I feel like I'm actually wiping some tears of laughter from my eyes. <clears throat> Got some technical difficulties. And you back, bro? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? You hear me, G? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. There he is. Yes. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, now, man, so I was saying, I was saying you, got me, you got me creasing, man. You got me crying. It's like, I feel like I'm genuinely like wiping tears from my eyes because that's hilarious. I, I love the fact that you just like, uh, you just actually went up to your dad and started pounding him. Yeah. <laughs> Forget this. You'll get it, man. You'll get it. Like, I, I don't know what I'm about to give you because I'm, I'm legit in year seven and you're, and you're six foot five and I'm just like, yeah. I don't care. You're good. You're getting something. <laughs> that's brilliant. I love that, man. That's like a lesson in like standing up for yourself as well. Even if it's your dad, that's a big one. <laughs> that was it. I was just I couldn't believe the fact that he he hit this ball and it just kind of made its way like a seeking, like a heat seeking missile to my thigh. It was yeah. burning from the from the cycling of my bike. I just thought, yep, that's my target. Get the kid. That's too good, man. Oh, too good. That's that's funny. I mean, uh, I mean, I want to hear like uh, I want to hear from our listeners. I want to know if they've got some embarrassing stories that they're happy to share. Just um, tag us on uh, tag us on Instagram and tell us your story because uh, you, got, you got to own it. Like we say, just got to own them. Got to own those stories and uh, not let them define you and just have some fun with them. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun. It, it is better that way because it's just what else? What else is you can't have it too ordinary, right? You can't have it too ordinary. I mean, yeah, I tell about now. I just laugh my ass off. Same way as you laugh your ass off about your stories. And yeah, but uh, yeah, otherwise it's just super boring. You kind of have that person who's just like, yeah, nothing's really happened to me. It's like oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that. I'd rather have a few yeah. random, random bits and bobs kind of happen to you. Yeah. Exactly. Really. That's yeah. That's brilliant. That's just oh man. Uh, yeah, I've had a workout, man. I was like, uh, I'm going to train off the podcast today. That's like half my training done. And it's my abs are sorted. Finish, finish. Yeah. T-Ducks get a good workout. Abs got a good workout. Yeah, just A1, A2, sorted there. There you go. Exactly, man. Exactly. That's just, what is it? But when was the last time, right? Because it just, because it happened to me yesterday. When was the last time, like, or what feeling do you get when you've woken up and uh, it's like it's two minutes to an appointment that you're supposed to make. Oh, man. <laughs> the worst. Just the worst. Firstly, I don't know about you, but I have this, like, you know the, the, when you do that, when you have a thing where you feel like you're falling, and then you yes. tense every muscle in your body and the whole room kind of shakes around you? Yeah. That, I get that. I get that. Because, right. you, you know, when you, you, you can vaguely remember the dream of waking up, checking your phone, turning your alarm off and going, yeah, five minutes. And then yeah. you wake up and it's like two hours later. You're like, what <laughs> the hell? No, like straight away. You look at your clock and like your session started or something. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, uh, everything, every, every bone in your body just like, friggin' idiot, what are you doing? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I hate that feeling. That is probably the worst, one of the mm-hmm. worst feelings that can just happen to you on, on any, on any given day. Because you, you know, you've missed your training. You've missed your, your like morning routine of being slow and being regulated, not checking your phone too much. Yeah, out the window. Why? Why do you ask, bro? Oh, well, it happened to me yesterday for the first time in fucking ages as well. So, and and yeah, it was just one of those weird moments. It's just yeah, just like how you described it. Um, it was I had a had a haircut appointment at nine twenty a.m. Right, mm. and um, like I was watching, I watched the Equalizer two with my dad, 
on uh, on on Friday night. Ended up going to bed like one a.m. He's like, which is like, I'm not I'm not used to sleeping that late anymore, right? And so, but I'm still waking up at like when I've done that. I'm still waking up at like eight, 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 around eight o'clock. <clears throat> it's a weekend. It's like eight o'clock. Yeah, I'll be fine. And just to be sure, I set the alarm as well. Um, but set the alarm. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm up. And then when I actually get up, it's nine seventeen a.m. and my appointment's at nine twenty. Oh. No. So it, and just that that feeling of like you've lost your breath is like you just go, <gasps> yeah. and I went, uh, literally I was in bed. I looked at the clock. I went, oh no, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, some, like some sort of character, yeah, some sort of character. <laughs> Home Alone or Sesame Street, just like oh no, <laughs> <laughs> like like a child would. And I went, I can't believe this has happened. And I was like, did the clocks go forward? Did I miss is that, or is that now or is that in a few weeks time I'm genuinely questioning whether that was the case because this is not like this has not happened to me in the longest time and then so i just had to call him up and i'm like and it just shows you how adaptable you actually are as well that was like one of the reasons why i asked you this question because you know normal like normal morning routine you know you're supposed to brush your teeth grab a cup of coffee whatever like whatever your thing is and then like you go about your day and you're like oh, okay i'm gonna leave it's a 20 minute journey so i'm gonna leave with you know half an hour to spare just make sure i get there a little bit and like f- enough time to get parking and stuff so i was supposed to leave at 10 to 9 and i'm waking up at 9 17 <laughs> and my appointment is in three minutes and i just called them and i just went um i go look i've got an appointment with um uh, I've got an appointment with Lucy at 970, uh, 9.20, it's been three minutes. Um, I've got a problem. I'll be there in 20 minutes. Is that still okay? And she checks her. She's like, yeah, yeah it'll still be fine. We'll just just about manage to squeeze your appointment and we'll have to like, uh, uh, you know, we'll have to like, just basically double down, double down on the time and be quick. But if you're here in 20 minutes, we'll work. I was like, okay, fine. I hang up the phone. The only thing I did was like, while I'm on the phone, I'm getting dressed. So I'm putting like like I've got the phone in my hand. I'm like trying to put a fucking t-shirt on while I'm just like holding like I'm talking to this person. <laughs> I put my trousers on, and then um, well, I I was like I can't leave without brushing my teeth. So I like you know I brush my teeth real quick. I look at my hair. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter if it's in a state because I'm about to get a haircut. So like you know that saved any effort and time, and uh, and just like you know, everything just feels like it's a mess. You look like you've been asleep when you, even when you rock up to this place. But yeah, and it was chucking it down rain as well. So I actually had to give myself a talking to. It's like the idea is like I'm just needing a speed to the appointment. Yeah. I'm like, it is torrential downpour. Don't kill yourself. So I just oh, had shit. to just just make sure that I didn't do that. But uh, yeah, and I got there 20 minutes late. And you know, every it, we still managed to get everything done. <clears throat> and I just told him straight up. They're like, what happened? I was like. I woke up three minutes before I was supposed to be here. <laughs> and she was like, oh, at least you didn't make it up because everybody's always lying to us. <laughs> it was like, it was like, you know, traffic was really bad. Oh, I had this problem here. You know, something happened there. It's like, you just told us, you just, you just woke up. I go, yeah, I don't know what happened. It's like the first time in forever. But it was just how, like how quickly you can still, you can just still get shit done. Right. It's yeah, like, yeah. You, can, you can just adapt super quickly is what is, is what it was. Um, that was that was a part of it and just that that feeling of like having your breath taken away from you and uh, i'm sure that's like a pretty uh, pretty universal feeling like a lot of people experience that when that happens but it was quite interesting again because i hadn't had that in such a long time mm. genuinely questioning whether the world was fucking me over <laughs> being like did the clocks move forward 
<laughs> or or have I just screwed this up? And then he's like, no, no, I've screwed this up. But then how quickly you can just adapt and just keep moving, keep moving forward. That was basically why I got out of it yes. as well. And I was cracking. And that was another thing. I wasn't like pissed off about it. I was on my way there. I was actually laughing. I was like, yeah. how did this even happen? <laughs> what, did, what the hell just happened? I was just getting confused. And uh, but yeah, just, just one I of love those that, man. You You reminded me of my other most embarrassing moment. Well, you know what? This is, this is, this is, I don't know if this is even embarrassing. It's not really. It's not. It's just something that happened that the way you've described your reaction to what happened to you, as in going from to, oh, okay, okay, fix this and just kind of carry on, or to actually laughing about it, like you said. Right. So, again, my dad. That's all three. I'm noticing a theme here. Yeah, Dad. yeah exactly. You know, right? Like the the source of all your powers and your embarrassment. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. And you know what? If he listens to this, I'll send him it. He'll know before I even say it because because yeah. he if he if he's he's got a brain cell still left in his head, he remembers. He will he will <laughs> know. He will remember this, right? So we're we're at our house uh, in the northeast of England, right, where we all used to live. And um, he has this air gun, an air rifle, right? And we're all kind of like, just just randomly, he's had these all his life. He's had these like randomly all his life. And I, I can't remember why he even have them, but he's just had them, right? So I don't know if you ever fired an air rifle uh, or like put pellets in an air rifle and kind of like shot it or anything or yes, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool, right? Because air powered yeah. and it's like, it kind of makes that noise and whatever, anyway. Um, so he has, he has, I think he has two like long rifles that you kind of like put on your shoulder and you kind of look down the sights and, and you fire them. And then he has this handgun. I mean, he hasn't, and the handgun looks proper cool. Like anyone who's ever seen Terminator 1, that, the yeah. gun that 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 the Terminator has, the, the, like, the normal kind of handgun that, that he looks at Sarah Connor and he kind of shines the beam and he kind of goes into her forehead here. It was like that. It was a super yeah. cool gun, right? So I'm there like looking at my dad like, this is super cool. Can I fire it? And he's like... Be careful. I just point out the point out the fence over here and just fire it straight and we'll be fine. So okay, cool. Okay, cool. Is it loaded? He's like, yes, yeah, loaded. It's okay. And um, I look at the fence. <clears throat> I stand there and I close my eye and I'm like looking down the thing and I'm just like mm, clink and I click the thing and instantaneously I feel something hit me in the throat here. And I was like, what just happened? I'm like, oh, immediately, I thought, you know, bro, I thought I swallowed the bullet. I thought I'd swallowed, and I started coughing, like, <laughs> like choking, like, this bullet's gone in my mouth. I don't know how the hell it's, like, gone, boop, like, and just disappeared from the gun and just gone in my mouth. I'm like, how has this happened? I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, just, just straight up don't have a clue how this has happened, right? What's actually okay. happened is that I've fired the gun that way. It's hit something, whether it be the nail of a of a of a fence panel or something, and come straight back at me and hit me right in the throat here, right? Legit, like like on the point of my Adam's apple, legit, right? Ping off, and I remember because there was a little red mark here, right? And it was just one of those like, how did I just do that? How did that? How was that even possible? Right? I fired it straight, and I. I think that's a pretty straight shot because like you're firing it from here and it's fired that way and it's come straight back and nailed me right in the throat like instantaneously. Like, you know, click the click the thing and it's made the travel there and back. Smack me in the throat. I'm coughing. My dad's on the floor laughing and I'm just like, 
What's happened? <laughs> that's the first, my first experience holding this handgun that I think is uber cool. And all of a sudden, I'm on the, I'm on the floor, like choking. My dad's over there laughing again. And I'm just like, this is great. This is just great. Moment of like, this is super fun to what the hell is going on to I'm alive to, okay, let me laugh with him because clearly this is ridiculous to be like, what actually happened? Then going inside and be like, oh shit, I shot myself in the throat. Like, <laughs> 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 that, that is what actually happened. <laughs> Just so many emotions. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot make that shit up. Like straight up. I've seen it before. Like you watch the guy, the rocket launcher on, on YouTube, who's firing it. And he's like, yeah, freaking saying all this random shit. And he fires it the wrong way. And he face plants yeah. it before, right? That's perfect. This is probably, I think this is on par with that. Just some kid, just like nervously firing this gun, then thinking that he's freaking swallowed the gun, swallowed the bullet. Mad, super mad. Oh man! Yeah, then both times my dad's just like lost his shit, laughing yeah. till he can't even stand. Right, and uh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you said, yeah. source of my power, source of my source of my strength, and source of my most embarrassing moments, all in one. Brilliant. That's oh, that's, that's that's life, kind of just giving you on one hand and taking it away with the other hand. Be like, yeah, screwed you. That's it. Yeah, bro, that is. <laughs> Oh man, I thought the first, I thought the golf ball story was <laughs> raised the bar again. Lord have mercy, another level, man, another level. Crazy shit, man. Yeah, that is some crazy shit. But that, that honestly, what what are the odds? How is that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> the amount the amount of times that, that that pellet hits the fence and comes straight back, right? <laughs> or it comes straight back and doesn't hit me in the freaking eye. Right, yes, in the throat oh. doesn't go through my throat like flipping egg. All both these stories are pretty dangerous, oh, man. man. Pretty dangerous. Like, I'm thinking about it. Like, that, that golf ball could have pinged me up the side of the head, and I'm just like, Yep, I don't remember a thing. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I was riding my bike, and the next thing I know, something jumped up and bit me. Like, that could, yeah. have, been the sto- <laughs> could have been the story, but <laughs> but yeah, with the with the air rifle, that's yeah, that's not happening. That should that should have definitely just sunk into the into the into the fence. I just stayed there, but nope. That bullet, that bullet had some more bite in it. Yeah, man. Oh man, had some life. Oh, bro, that's that's insane. That is insane. I just like the 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 rigmarole of emotions that you go through as well. Shit. It's just like, <laughs> the shock, the stun. Just am I alive? To yeah. oh, the relief because I am alive. Like then it's like the confusion of how the fuck did that happen, and then the, the realization as well. Yeah. Like this, it's like that's. That's intense. <laughs> I feel like I feel like both times because my dad's just laughing on the floor. I feel like actually you need a good kick. Like I need I need to just like take this out because I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I need to just emote. And, like the only way I know how right now is just to freaking tell you to shut up first because that yeah. that could have been really well really bad, but it wasn't. So thankfully, thank thank, thank you. Oh, right. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah completely, completely. Talk about that. Yeah, that I mean, like um, <laughs> me and Sam were kids. Right? This is so stupid. <laughs> I love this, this podcast. So I love this podcast already. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bring Sam into this. <laughs> this is honestly this is so dumb. Like, I, I, oh god, we're in the garden, right? We uh, it's like summertime, and we used to have you know, we used to have a dartboard, so we used to play darts. But then we thought it would be fun. To just <laughs> I'm play. already laughing, man. <laughs> yeah. So we, we think it'd be fun to just launch the darts at each other. Oh, geez. so we used to. <laughs> We used to stand at opposite ends of the garden, right? So the gardens are like, uh, uh, at the time, I can't remember how I may. It must have been like 
I think it's like a 30 meter garden. So by the time maybe like we've got like 20 meters of space. Is it the same house like, uh, that you that your parents yeah. live in? Oh, I've seen that garden. It's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it's big, right? But back then when we were kids, it would have been it would have been smaller. We didn't have like the size that we do now. Uh, it was more length, but the length would have been shorter as well. So yeah, probably about 20 meters. So we're standing and like when you're kids, it's like it's fucking huge as well. So we're standing at opposite ends, just got a dart and like um pretending like there's like a missile launch going wrong, like kind of thing, right? So we're just like launching and going and then it will land in front of me and, like, and then he'll pretend that he's just been blown up and then he's just like jumping around everywhere no, no. and then and then uh, and then we're doing it to each other basically but then there was this one time where he just threw the he threw the dart just launched it it's like a, like like throwing an american football you just like getting that loop on it right so he just throws it up in the air and i'm just watching it come at me like straight at me i don't know why i have no idea why i didn't move i just didn't i just looked at this thing come straight at me and it went <laughs> Oh, great here. This is a mark on my actually, it's on this side, but there's a mark. I don't know if you can see it on the uh, oh, through here, but basically, it looks, like, it looks like I've picked away a pimple, and uh, but it's like, but it's actually the dart it was right here, and it just landed there. And it <laughs> and like a, on a dartboard, it just got it just went stuck, it was stuck here for like a couple seconds, and then it just dropped out. Mm. And, and it's that's just stupid, right? <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? Just watching this dart come at me. First, what are we doing? Throwing darts at each other, <laughs> right? What the fuck is it? What kind of game is that? <laughs> and then to have it just land on my face, where it's like literally not even an inch from my eyeball. Oh my and God. just have it fall out and all that happened was it was just like as if i popped a spot or something where it just mm. like bled, like a tiny little bit of bleeding there oh but, you know that's the kind of stupid shit you do when you're kids as well yeah, and then you actually then maybe that was a good idea so like you know self-regulating <laughs> self-regulating is like oh right that was actually pretty stupid yeah, I won't do that again. We're not going to throw darts at each other again. We never did. We never, we never played that game again. <laughs> we learned a lesson. We learned yeah. a lesson. I can imagine Sam just being like, "Oh, oh shit, yeah. are you okay?" Like just proper. Yeah. That would have been my my reaction if I threw a dart in the air. My sister would have got it in the face. Yes. Holy shit, man! I think I would have moved house. Yeah, it was terrible. And what is like, it was never even because we we're doing it to each other. So it's not like you're going to tell each other off or anything like that. We weren't even like that anyway. It's just like, you know, we always had each other's back kind of thing. But to think like that's what we were doing. And I was less than an inch away from potentially losing an eyeball. It's it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. It's hilarious to think that we're fucking throwing darts at each other, but it's also uh, just playing this game. But it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And then, but also the idea that okay, there's a slight mistake that's happened that could have been a big mistake. But even as kids, you learn that that was not what you wanted to do, yeah. and there didn't have to be any adults around to be like, yeah, you fucked up. We knew we fucked up, <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't. We didn't have to. We didn't have to like. Uh, uh, we we didn't have to play that game again because we we realized from through our own <laughs> through our own learnings. That, uh, that, that, that ain't the right thing to do. I feel like you just went back to child. How old were you when you when this happened? Um, it's still, I think, still primary school. I may have been ten or eleven. Nice. About ten, probably. I think I reckon Sam was about seven or eight. Okay, okay. I feel like yeah. I feel like you, with the way you just explained it to me, we realized without any adults present, like that that was yeah. that was that was exactly the emotion you would have had then, and just be yes. like. This is out, bro. We can't do this. Yeah. No more, no more throwing dirt at each other. Yeah, like this is, this is not good. <laughs> exactly. It's um, you know that because that reminds me of like uh, that's something like um, you know, Jordan Peterson says about like child psychology and stuff. Because there's uh, 
like if you're having like you know one or two kids then you it's it's very easy to like molly coddle them and just coddle them and just be there constantly for them but if you've got like six kids you know you can't keep your eye on them all at the same time and um but what they end up doing in this you know roundabout kind of way is like regulating each other obviously they need oversight this it's just stupid to let a fucking bunch of kids just you know six-year-olds or something just try and figure out life on their own that just ain't gonna happen but one of the things that ends up happening is is they start making mistakes because there's people uh, there's there's no adults around for oversight uh, as often as there could be because there's just too many of them to take care of but uh, but that's not such a bad thing because they make mistakes but they learn the rules of life by doing that kind of thing and um and you know they're being social they're with each other you know they're learning they're playing games they're making up games as they go along and <clears throat> by making up games as they go along they're learning rules of interaction as well you know what's safe what's fair way to interact with each other they'll figure out through the mistakes okay that didn't work out so well because it didn't you know, it didn't suit the rules it, it didn't suit the the game that we were playing and then um and then they adapt from that and that's exactly what we experienced in that in that situation and i know that from like you know when we were growing up we were lucky enough to be just surrounded by like extended family as well like whenever we get together in family uh, scenarios and stuff there's like 13 14 15 kids mm-hmm. you know it's like me and my bro there's uh, like cousin sisters and brothers and like from one end and like you know other cousin brothers and stuff like that all varying age groups as well so from it could have been from and like, um, you know, me, say if I was about nine, eight, nine, ten years old, then there's some who were 13, 14, and then there were others who were like four, five, six. Mm. And uh, we're all just like, you know, we're all like playing with each other as well. There was even an instance where I remember one of my, like two of my cousins just getting into a fight with each other. And then like <laughs> some of the young kids, which was me included, being like, hey, maybe you don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, you're stepping on my whiteboard. I want to draw on it. Can you stop <laughs> doing that, please? <laughs> you know? Like, I love that. Yeah, and then like you know, they piss each other off, but then somehow find a find a solution as well without having to get the adults involved. So it's super interesting to think of it in that context as well. How you can actually, even as a kid, you can figure out without the oversight of an adult when you fucked up and when you haven't. And thankfully, it's not when it's gone too far. Yes. Well, then, do you know what? That's making me think. I was mm. with my dad all three times. This is the adult. I'm supposed to regulate this. He's all knocking golf balls at me. This guy didn't freaking grow up. Ain't my fault. It's him. So I'm just revealing all my childhood childhood issues with my dad right now. It's like, it's all well and good going there. But what if there was adults in the room and they were as irresponsible as you? Sure, son. Here's a gun. <laughs> so, with the golf ball story, it's almost as if he's calling you to let you know he's about to smack you. He's like, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Just so you know, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. He is a bit of a lost boy. Like now that I think, yeah. I think about my dad, he is kind of a bit of a Peter Pan, where he just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to grow up, and it's funny what what, what Peterson says about this kind of things. Obviously, you don't see your dad in that, in that light, but then as you grow and you step into the same shoes, sometimes. Um, and I'd like me and TJ were having a lot of joke about this 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 week. We were kind of thinking about like extended family and and just people that we know looking at us two as uh, kind of like lost boys almost like right. almost just like kind of we're doing it but we're not really kind of following the rules we're not mm-hmm. really kind of being part of the establishment and we don't want to be like this is this is this is the thing about us is that we kind of feel like 
yeah, the world has a status quo and the world has a operating system, but we can get by by doing this sometimes. And like sometimes getting by is not enough. Like you need to know the rules of getting by and the implications of getting by. But sometimes yeah. it's good for you because then you don't take things too seriously and you kind of you're able to make your own way. You know, I mean, making your own way. And then, like you said, with your with your cousins um, playing, or all you playing together, you end up learning about what's fair, learning about what kind of what you like and what you don't like. Um, and I feel like we're kind of doing that as well. Obviously, we've we'll not had that much time together, but I mean, if we recant events and we can look at how we arrived at where we are right now uh, and the relationship that we have, it's very much based upon the undercurrent of both of us kind of being like, yeah, we'll be okay, we'll figure it out. Like kind of, we'll kind of, we'll kind of work our way through it. And I think that's that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing in, in a way because you, you're not kind of bound by the laws of what people think you should be doing or how you should be acting. You're kind of just figuring it along, figuring it out along the way. Um, yeah. And obviously, you get burned with that, but also you kind of you just get an authentic experience with that. And yes. I think that's that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent, man. Is um, I think there's a lot to be said for that because is you want to be smart enough to know when you can learn from other people's experiences but also know when you kind of like you just want to you need to go through it yourself a lot of times or even if it's a mistake that somebody else has made and um yeah i think it you know, i think it makes things a lot more fun but it's also you know you're doing things the way you want to do them and learning learning the best way as well learning the best way to do them i think um I think that's yeah. Well, I think to be to be honest, like, I think the point that resonates the most with me about it is, is like the authenticity. It's like the authenticity of your own experience, yeah. and uh, and that's and that's super relevant. And yeah. and I think um, I mean this is why you know it's a big reason why I love what I do because um, I, you know I'm learning from my clients every single day because their experience <clears throat> is helping me understand um, uh, understand a bit more about life basically and how I can take their experience and you know think about it for myself but also you know, how can I apply it to the next person as well yeah. and how does that fit into a model that I have um, which is geared towards helping essentially helping people live a better life and how can I add that to that model how can I take that feedback that they've given me or how can I take their experience how can I take their way of thinking about it and um and written like you know like basically a lot of times like it just jig it jolts me a little bit because i'm like, oh yeah because somebody thinks differently to what i do <laughs> you know i need that i need to remember that and i was uh, i was talking about it with uh, my bro yesterday as well one of the things about like um like lockdown is obviously is the fact that you're not getting as much uh, conversation with different kinds of people as you normally would, you know? Um, and for a lot of people, there's, there's, there's a lot of like loneliness going on as well because you just don't have exposure to enough people. And uh, so one of the things was a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was like three weeks ago. Now I went to go ape for a friend's birthday and um, that was a hell of a lot of fun. And it was also, uh, it was like so. You know, we're doing something physical. We're doing something active. You're like you know, thirty meters up in the air, strapped on a harness, and trying to do this like jungle gym type thing going on up there. But um, but the other takeaway that I got from it was wow, actually, I didn't realize how much I needed to be interacting with other people who I don't get to interact with as often, and in a, in a larger group. I had different viewpoints. I had different conversation points. It was almost like I was practicing how to talk to people again. You know, it was like, oh yeah, this is how you talk to other people, and um, and so that was that was again that was another one. It was super necessary. I had that, and I was like, I could feel my brain just opening up in different ways and uh, being re-engaged in different ways as well. And it felt really, really good. It was like, oh, this actually feels quite nice. It was quite a relief as well in a way. There's this feeling of, ah, oh, that feels good. 
feels really nice to do that. So I can imagine that um, having had that experience, I can imagine there's a ton of people there who are pretty like proper anxious because they're not getting that um, exposure to other people now as well. So, you know, it just proves how social we are as, as animals. And then he was also talking about how, you know, <clears throat> he's doing business with you know, his good friend. He is, he is his business partner. And it's like, he goes, I can talk to him in a very curt way. That's the relationship we have. I can, I can literally, if I wanted to one day, I could just turn the fuck off <laughs> and, and it's fine because this is how we talk to one another. But I have to, uh, but then, you know, going out and seeing other people, I remember, oh yeah, I can't tell everybody else to fuck off. <laughs> I, I need to put it to them in a slightly more polite term, you know, is, uh, is, is, is one of the things uh, that happens as well. You just, you, yeah, there's, there's different ways of uh, interacting uh, with people. And so, you know, that's what, <clears throat> so taking it back to with the clients, um, like I have, uh, I have a drill that I give some of them just like a hip opener. You might know as well. Like you're basically sitting on your butt on the floor and you're just dropping your hips one side and then you're dropping your knees one side and then picking back up, drop to the other side. So I just call them hip rotations. But, um, but my, every time I say that to one of my clients is like, what are we doing again? I'm like, you know, and this, what are we doing again? This, what are we doing again? This. It's not that he doesn't know how to do the exercise. He just can't get it in his head that it's called hip rotations, right? Uh, and for other clients, like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to do the hip rotations. And some uh, f- uh, for someone like him, he was like, because uh, it reminds him of his dog uh, butt scooting across the floor. <laughs> so named it after his dog, basically. So we're like, no, we're going to do these butt slides. We're going to do uh, named it after your dog. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Then he knows exactly what it is. Another one, like, you know, called the windshield wipers. So I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. windshield wipers. So it just basically reminds me that, like, you know, not everybody thinks, like, some people are a bit more visual, so they just need to see me do this, <laughs> and they get it. And then some people are like, they need to associate it with the name that they give it, whereas me, I'm quite logical. So if you tell me hip rotations, I'm like, okay, well, I'm rotating my hips, so this is what I'm going to do. If you tell me single leg um, uh, hip hinge with opposite hand reach, you know, that's just a long way of saying something, uh, something different. So I'm like, okay, I'll be standing on my right leg. I'm going to hinge from my hip and I'm going to reach my left hand down to my hand, uh, down to my foot. Okay, I get that. Like, I'll execute that. But another one of my clients was like, shaking the little man's hand. That's, that's, that's how he remembered. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, every day, you know, I could tell him single leg hip hinge uh, with the, like, a, uh, especially if I want to go like full tilt on his like um, single leg hip hinge with contralateral reach. And like what the fuck i say that every time he's done it for three months he knows <laughs> he knows what he's got to do but then you three you say shaking the little man's hand he's like, oh yeah okay cool bam he's just like straight into yeah. it <laughs> he's getting it and so it's always good to have that because their experience helps me realize okay how can i communicate this better to other people mm. you know, how, can, how can i make something better so it's like you know learning from other people but then yeah like you said man you just gotta go through your own experience and go through your own fire and then um so that you can um apply that experience authentically too right man i love that i love what you just said there it made me think of uh shaking the little man's hand that's brilliant that's brilliant yeah <laughs> i cried you oh, man. man how you doing down there <laughs> nice to see you again rep number seven how you doing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> saying hello same guy like 50 times yeah yeah, yeah. i love that man i love that it made me think of uh i was in the gym this week and i was doing reps for people I was doing like yeah. a rep because it's it hard. Again, ab wheel rollouts is my is my is my demon right now, right? It's a tough exercise. I, I feel like I think I've talked about the podcast before. Like I feel like I've got gangly ass arms and I've got like a long torso and uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just 
play my world's smallest violin over here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just making it making it sound like a sad story, right? But um, yeah, I'm doing the movement. I'm, I'm getting a bit kind of worked up by it. So I'm like, okay, right, I'm going to do a rep for this person. I think I did a rep for you. I think I did a rep for my mom. I was like, okay. And the, the, la- the last rep out of the day was a rep for TJ. I was just like, that's going to be the hardest one. I'm going to do, I'm going to do TJ's rep. Holding it, pausing it, dragging it back in. Great. And just like, like you said, like an authentic experience that I, I went through that day. I'm sure other people have been through, been through a similar thing, but um, I remember that. And uh, it just made me think of like, do that hard rep for whatever whatever it is you're doing just kind of mm. keep going put, put something to it and just carry on yeah but um what, what something else something else that you made me think about when you were talking about your clients was um a conversation i had with one of my clients this week i don't <laughs> mention his name but he um he started with me six five weeks ago now i think four no, four weeks ago now and his goal was to be competent in the gym uh, without me which is as far as goals go i love that one because it's like, I'm sure you can you can say the same, right? It's like you want to see your client. You use the word client, use the word like I don't want to use the word child, but like somebody that you're imparting knowledge to. Just like just go and fly in your own man. Like you 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 require me to have some conversations with you right now, but in the long term, I want to see you just go and smash it because it makes me super happy, right? This any any PT which would hopefully say the same thing. Um, and initially, why I actually got into personal training, one of the one of the main things was that I wanted to just look at the gym floor and be like, I want to help you all. I want to help you all kind of understand that this is this is not maybe what we should be doing. So let's kind of think about spending more time doing the right stuff, and then we might all be kind of happier, better equipped, and whatever. So initially, I was like, okay, work with me for a few sessions, understand it, and carry on. But obviously, we know that's not the case. Sometimes people enjoy having time with somebody else it becomes an experience on its own, right? Um, but this guy's goal from day one was that I want to become competent. I want to figure out a reason for coming to the gym and um, and enjoy coming on my own. So I was like, okay, fantastic. So he sees me a few times a week right now. Um, and he'd gone through his phase one of training. So we'd kind of assessed him and made sure that he's, uh, he's moving well and found out that his left shoulder he has a few issues with his left shoulder, a few issues with his uh, with his right side hip. So display that when you do split squats with the right leg forward, his range of motion would always be a little bit short. You'd kind of feel a little bit kind of bit curmudgeoned in the exercise, not really too stable. We realize, okay, it's your core in this faction, and then it's your it's your shoulder in the in this in this instance, and he's working his way through it. And then I'm thinking with my PT head on and my kind of like progressions-based, intent-based programming that we kind of pick up from from, from Jordan Shadow in, in Prescript that <clears throat> I'm going to move this guy forward because the human in front of me warrants a new operating system now because he's been running this old operating system and I'm going to try and out with the old, in with the new and he should be he should be firing on all the cylinders and I'm, I'm super happy with that. He should be happy. He, he, should be, he could be happy with that too. But what he actually said to me this week was that, you know what, I quite like doing these exercises so can we not progress them? I was like, oh shit, yeah, of course we can, man. Like we chill. Like I, I, I straight away just was like, here's the rule book. I'm just, get out of it. Like yeah. we don't need that. You know what I mean? Like as much as much as we can get lost in programming and microcycles, mesocycles, let's undulate the, the 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 reps and let's bring up the volume here and all. Let's let's cut it in with this and like introduce you to this exercise and that stimulus. At the end of the day, he's having his time with his trainer, and he is the important person there you know i mean i can i can steer the ship but really what his goal was initially was was 
to take control of the ship himself. So mm-hmm. I can only go as fast as he wants to go. You know, I mean, it was such a valuable conversation for me as a, as a trainer to have a client come to me and say, really, I don't really want to do that. And uh, funnily enough, the exercise was ab will roll out. Yeah. <laughs> so not, just, not just me that, 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 that doesn't like it. Um, yeah. Not that he doesn't even like it. That onto the- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bad exercise. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Let's go back to being, why do we have to be dynamic? Why do we have to be dynamic? You know, we can just be stationary all day long. Just happy. Like We're just, we're just getting this shit done. Um, and yeah, he just, he just kind of really matter-of-factly didn't kind of, didn't, wasn't a moan. It wasn't anything bad. But it was just him bringing to the surface that I quite like staying with the exercise a bit longer. And I was like, that's brilliant. Man. Thank you for telling me that because I've got phase four planned out in my head. We're on phase two right now. I'm thinking, okay, right, we're going to get you to there and keep kind of keep pushing you forward. And obviously he wants physical development as well. So I'm thinking at a certain point, and then we, then we got into the chat. We was like, okay, well, this is where my head was at because I'm looking at you like, like a, some clay in some instances. Obviously you're not, you're a human being, but... I want to give you a physical return on your investment and he's invested well with me and he's happy to train him. It's a great experience, but I don't want to just leave you on the same stimulus because at a certain point it becomes a bit redundant. Now you, you, you can do a three minute plank. Great. We should make that more dynamic now. You know, we should make that kind of, this is this, this is how we kind of push on the stimulus so, so that it can have more correlation to other exercises. You know what I mean? Um, Mm. And it was almost like we had a, not a disagreement, but just a a mutual coming forward of experiences and being like, okay, right, well, this is what you think. This is what I think. So can we can we can we go forward with this? Oh yeah, cool. We'll mm-hmm. go forward with that. But maybe park it on this one a little bit. And I was like, yeah, absolutely fine. No problems. We don't have to we don't have to go to a uh, front foot elevated Bulgarian split squat anytime soon because that that was it was a movement I was just like I'm a bit up in the air here I don't know how I feel about this. Let me put my feet on the floor. Like split squat was fine. Like we don't need to kind of um expose me in this way just yet i was like okay, cool don't worry about it and uh, yeah it was just a proper valuable conversation for me as as a, as a trainer because sometimes you feel like okay there's one ship there's one captain and i've got one passenger i gotta get you home you know what i mean but sometimes it's like oh well can we stop to look at look at the new pretty islands like yeah of course we can let's stay here you know what i mean let's stay here this this is great i enjoy this too and we're just standing there i'm just like yeah i'm doing our planks this is fantastic like that's yeah. it we don't we don't need to push up so yeah just just a, a random occurrence this week so a random occurrence that definitely made me think differently about how i was going about my pt and i, I think going mm-hmm. forward <clears throat> it's got to be a i'll do this anyway but more of like a bring me your voice rather than kind of me just telling you what we need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Got to break down to the process. I mean, that's one of the things that I've done uh, with my program um, over, over lockdown. It's just basically, it was, it's like the, the blessing disguise is that it just forced me to work and operate in a way that I really wanted to, and I really needed to. Uh, I've been looking at doing for a long time and I just never really execute on it. So I just sat down in this period because I had to, and, uh, you know, lo and behold, I produced something which I'm like, you know, very happy with in terms of delivering and like clients are really responding to it as well because, and because, uh, you know, I've partly because of that as well, I've baked that into the process. So literally like, you know, uh, every couple of weeks uh, at the end of each week, you know, they're doing a bit of, they're doing like a week in review. So they're like, you know, what went well, um, what didn't go so well, what challenges do you foresee in your week ahead? And um, so then when I see them in our next session, I can go, okay, this is great that you point out this challenge. This is how we're going to strategize for it. And then um, 
and then yeah doing a regular check-in as well just to see okay so which is a little separate which is like you know let's check in you know, like quality of your sleep how much sleep are you getting what's your state of mind before you go to sleep what's your daily energy levels like so we're checking in on all those different things and it's it's basically it's something that they fill in and then they do so we have a record of it we can look back throughout the program like okay you were a six out of ten in energy levels when we started and in the second week you were still there but then in, the th in th uh, sorry in the fourth week and then the sixth week you bumped yourself up to a seven then you bumped yourself up to an eight you know your energy levels are improving if it goes back down it's another way of finding out what's actually going on and um and so there's more forthcoming with that kind of information because i made it known to them is like well i need to know this so that i can help you in the best way possible there's no point in lying because the worst thing you're doing is lying to yourself and uh, that's worse than lying to me because i can only help you with the information that i'm going off of and um that honesty is just means that you're just going to go further forward uh quicker and um so yeah baking that in putting that into the program has been yeah it's been i'd say it's been game changing you know it's just this is legitimate i'm getting a hell of a lot more quality information from my clients and they're sharing that more willingly with me and um and i tell them is like i need you to so that i can help you in the best way possible don't feel like anything's off the table like one of my clients was just worried about telling me about like he's like oh this isn't a great conversation but you know valve movements i was like no tell me like <laughs> uh, i want to know is like are you getting like well, what's going on if you feel like you have to mention it and it's clearly important so um because it's helpful it's all it's all information so don't ever feel like uh, you can't tell us these type of things because the best thing is we 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 know so that we know how all these changes are affecting you mm, too, too, i think that's that's part of what you've just outlined is what needs to happen in our industry which is mm. we got to step away from this 10 session teach you how to squat day one kind yeah. of uh get you on the what bike until you can't walk and oh great session yeah see you later mm. mate. see you later bang no contact until until next week thursday at 4 p.m when you've when you've had a week's worth of everything going up and down in your life and then sit back on the walk bike yeah keep going keep going keep going yeah. it's a waste of time you know it's every waste of everyone's time um especially when there's much more of a a, a process that can be thought out, out there um mm. and i think in doing that one of my clients was one of my clients one of my friends was, was asking me the other day she was like she almost feels like there should be like a governing body for personal training. And I couldn't mm. agree more. You know I mean? I feel, I feel, I feel like I want, almost want prescript to, to, to kind of come out with one. And I kind of just be yeah. like, this, this PT is deemed with it. <laughs> you know, about it. You know, like with not, it. <laughs> he's just not thick as shit and, and about <laughs> to ruin your life. Like take your money and give you nothing in return for it. Um, yeah. yeah, man. And just kind of, just, just prove, Maybe even just kind of submit some of your client case studies and be like, okay, this client started here, they finished here. Um, and we can, we can, I don't even like the word transformation anymore in the way that it's been used sometimes where so yeah. this person's dropped 15 kilos, but they're holding on to life and holding on to the last, last the hair follicles because they're just stressed out <laughs> their eyeballs, but, oh, but they've lost 15 kilos. So what have they really lost? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just to fully outline what the service of a personal trainer could be and then whether that means like a, a name change because sometimes i feel like personal trainer um mm. i don't know if i said this last week on the podcast but i've definitely said it in this week with with clients where i don't always need to put a barbell in your hands sometimes i need to tell you to put mm. the barbell down and i need to tell you to, to, to kind of get let, let's have a sit down and let's have a talk um and let's go from there like you you mentioned it with what bill was setting us with uh this that and the other and he 
I find that he's he's quite new to the industry and he's only been a couple of years and even he's realizing that mm-hmm. it's it's way, 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 way more than just knowing about joint ranges of motion. You know, what I mean like that's that's lovely that you know that. But can we actually have a, a can can I am I adept enough to have a conversation with you about life? Because really that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. You know, what I mean and that's that's why it's such a privileged job that we have because we get to talk to people about their lives. Is there anything more like more special that we can do? You know, what I mean that's that's, yeah. that's 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 so there's the only thing we have um but yeah yeah I, I definitely think that the industry is going that way I, I don't really know what it is to have a reps qualification oh yeah i was talking about this with with a, a mate of mine and even he, he was saying like <clears throat> he wants to go and get he's not reps qualified he's not pt qualified but he wants to go and see what the standard is for a personal trainer like mm-hmm. to, to own that title and say like, okay i can personally train you it's like, but mm-hmm. what do i actually need to go and pass and do and and prove to who to who as well about myself so that i can have this title whereas really needs to be much much more than what we know the standard to be yeah yeah fully because even now what happens is is the qualification is recognized by our well it was the register of exercise procession is now it's been they've been swallowed up by um a body called simspa c-i-m-s-p-a or c-i-m-s-a i can't remember now i've got the email for it it's just like yeah we just got to transfer over your insurance with these people but um uh but essentially the with that body it's like it's a recognized qualification and uh but the thing is you can still be a pt without it being recognized by this body mm. so that's the that's the kind of like it's like you don't even need to have industry recognized qualifications and um because and at the same time it's like as long as it's been around for, it's still difficult for them to track uh, every kind of qualifications because I've done a bunch of qualifications that ain't recognized with the industry, you know, it's like DNS, NKT, and now Prescript. Um, Animal Flow, I think might be, I can't remember, but um, yeah, it's just, they're not recognized, but I'm not going to wait for it to be recognized because I know that whatever I've done is ahead of the curve. So I want to do that because it's the good shit. And it's not because I'm waiting, it's like, oh, is that industry, is that industry recognized? And, um, and yeah, and like there are, uh, there are other, like, um, like sh- sh- uh, who else was doing it? I can't remember, but Charles is doing it with Prescript where he's like, um, yeah, I think he's thinking about having a registry of everyone who's qualified for Prescript on, on like on a database so that anybody who wants a Prescript qualified coach mm. can look them up. Polyquin and that's, that's, yeah, sure. Yeah. So like Polyquin has that kind of thing. NKT have their own directory as well as like, if you need an NKT practitioner, they're doing neurokinetic therapy, then you can have a look on their website. And I've had people like contact me through that. So that's, you know, super useful. And um, yeah. And like, so in a way that's its own kind of regulatory system as well. So it's like, if you've qualified prescript, that means you've shown a base level of comf- uh, competence in being able to deliver a good strength and conditioning program and understanding movement, mobility, st- uh, stability and function. And um, so it would basically be the recommendation would be to anyone is like, if you want a good PT, go find someone who's done prescript and, uh, and that, yeah, and that would be, and that would be helpful. Um, Instead of being like, Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, to a good standard. And um, because the tricky thing is I wouldn't even know if that's going to be recognized by our governing, uh, our current governing body, the way that it is. So it's like, if you're going, I don't, I've never known anyone to like even look on the website, look at their stuff. It's just purely for trainers and 
for insurance and stuff like that, which you don't even have to go through. You can just get some general, like, you know, you can get some liability insurance from anywhere. So it's like, um, yeah, so it's a tricky one where it's so far behind in that respect of having uh, having good you know, understanding, like, you know, baseline level of quality. Um, but at the same time, is trying to do something about it by, you know, it's like, you know, here's, here's a basic level of anatomy physiology, here's a basic level of nutrition, here's a basic level of weight management and strength and, and strength programming that you need to be able to qualify with. Mm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's... Mm. There's, uh, there's still there's still gaps and holes in it. Too right, man. Too right. I, I think that's, that's to kind of segue a little bit. That's one of the most fun things about what we do, isn't it? Is that we can like tomorrow you can double down on the fact that you want to be a PT that works on head game and just kind of being in the right mental state. I think we yeah. do that a lot with with this podcast, kind of given the given the name, given the the common topics that we discuss. Um, and the same same way you could kind of totally avoid yourself of that and go into the like I'm a strength and conditioning coach and we're going to do plyometrics and we're going to do this and we're going to do all that kind of stuff break out the hurdles and, and go crazy. But I love the the space in between. That's kind of yeah. I feel like uh, that's where it's really at. You know, I mean, be able be able to kind of hit somebody on all levels rather than kind of just on one. Um, and I, I feel like that's that's if I look at the progression you, you'll be able to talk about this differently for your, yourself but where is your progression where did it start and what were you most interested in day one and how is that kind of when did you realize you had to learn different stuff as a pt oh man almost as soon as i stepped through the doors <laughs> it was like i was it was like whoa this, this is a big bad wild world out here and mm. uh, where do i want to go um so yeah it was initially started with you know, I'm interested. I like this. I want to do something which I like to do. And could I teach it to other people? And I thought, yes, I could. Because mm. I, you know, I, there's one instance where like, it comes to mind. I helped a friend out, went to the gym with him um, and was showing him like a you know, proper technique for planking, side planking, all these like different core exercises that he wanted to do. And one of the PTs there, this is way before I, before I even left to start working in the fitness industry. And, um, and the PT came up to me and was like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing PT sessions here if you're not a PT here. I'm like, I'm not even a PT, mate. <laughs> you know, so it was it was always something that I fancied doing. And then, uh, so yeah, I realized I wanted to teach it. But then when I got in, you know, when I got through to the industry and like a, a month or so in, just realizing like, especially being surrounded, luckily there were like chiropractors who were in the, um, in the building that I was at the at the gym that I was at, so they opened my eyes up to a completely different way of thinking about the functional way of thinking. And uh, I know mean, I've talked about it before as well, where I picked up my own injury innocuously, and I was like, "What the hell was this? Why did this happen?" So this is probably like within within several months of being a fitness coach, um, and that completely changed my way of thinking. So then that made me realize that there's a completely different route that I ended up wanting to go down. And so that's what I ended up doing. I ended up um, taking it down like movement, mobility, function, and understanding stability. Basically, understanding good movement as the baseline, and then building up from there. Um, so yeah, it happened like pretty pretty early doors for me, and it just blew open blew open the uh, the opportunities. 
as well. I was like, holy shit, here's like one brute, here's one door that I'm walking through. I didn't realize that behind that one door, there are like 200 other doors. You know, I could have been somebody who walked uh, through the strength and conditioning door, could have walked through the bodybuilding door, could have walked through the purely like functional movement door, like pull check door, or, you know, just using stability balls, or I could have gone straight down the, um, uh, any other any other route and then I realize actually this is where I want to take things I think it just matches my journey as well like I think there's some integrity and some honesty with that as well where whichever route I've gone down it's not because I had to go there it's because um, I felt like I wanted to go there and I needed to go there and um, and there's that level of integrity that comes with that and there's that level of uh, um, honesty honest approach because then it just makes me continue makes me want to carry on and then um and then there was also then there was also some uh, nutrition uh, nutrition books that i got into as well i started reading and then that really lit something up in me oh. hey yo brother sorry bro. i just carry i just carried on talking but you're back <laughs> good man good man it's that. all good yeah it's all good i was just saying like um uh yeah, I just ended up, I could have gone down any kind of route, but then I ended up picking the route that I wanted to go down because of like, you know, like it just honestly more it, uh, spoke out to me. So it just kind of matches my journey through health and fitness as well. And then I, uh, just just saying that um, I picked up a nutrition book as well, Early Doors, when I started. And I was like, whoa, crap, okay, there's a whole world of understanding, like, you know, basic good level of nutrition. And that really lit me up as well. So I always wanted to understand nutrition uh, really well and um and so yeah so i started realizing that i have uh, that holistic approach my thing was always like you know movement mobility uh, and sorry uh, movement sleep uh, nutrition and stress and like you know how does it all fit into uh helping somebody optimize themselves and uh, living well and so yeah that's what ended up happening i ended up uh, walking through one door thinking this is how it is but then actually having several <laughs> several options after i'd walk through that door and then picking picking one of them and just um yeah that was it so it was more um yeah found out pretty early on that it was uh, there was definitely a different way i could have taken it and so i've never really actually identified as being a personal trainer right straight off the bat i've always thought that's a very limiting term I like that. Yeah, 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 I was thinking that similar thing this week. I don't know where to go with a title for it, but um, mm. like you hear about personal coaches and you hear about kind of like life coach. You go that way. Mm. Don't really like those either. But I mean, uh, mm. it's it's yeah, it's an interesting one, man. It's an interesting one, and I don't know. I I, I kind of had this analogy of like uh, a vision. I described this to TJ Watts, and he laughed. It was just like uh, you know how you have these these like I don't know how to whether the word dystopian is the right word to use but like you mm. know you say you say you you watch like blade runner uh yeah. in the future right and uh everyone's walking I around know, and I, like... just, I just watched 2049 a couple of weeks ago oh okay okay i've not seen it yet i need to watch that oh, i need man. to watch that yeah. is it good you recommend it yeah yeah it's a good film okay wicked wicked right i'll get on that um yeah so like these these futures where like everything's neon and there's like for some reason there's Chinese people everywhere, Chinese girls everywhere, where like kind of like where like spandex and like latex and stuff. It's like what's, what's going on here, right? Why is everyone's hair <laughs> pink all of a sudden? Uh, yeah. when, when did we decide that was a good thing? It's always raining as well, right? Like creepy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
so you have <laughs> these two things. Yeah, yeah, there you go, right? And uh, it's all like there's, there's, there's a tinge to the screen or whatever. Um, but I, have, I envision that in that future, there'll be like a hooded figure and he's kind of like, or they, female, male, whatever, they're like, they're a personal trainer. And they they kind of like slunk in the shadows, and they're kind of like the person who kind of knows how to cut through the bullshit. Yeah. Um, I just like the world's kind of what the world is, which is currently what the world is right now, which is weird yeah. all over the place. But you have this like, there you go, the hood is coming <laughs> in the shadows. That's it. <laughs> That's exactly how I picture it. And uh, yeah, just like these members of society that could actually like help, but they're just like off in the ether. You know what I mean? Off in the yeah. ether, kind of doing their own thing um yeah man, that's how i kind of see pts developing and hopefully we, we can kind of well, whatever kind of world we end up living in that's a vision that i had it's funny funny that i talked to a, a really good friend of mine i used to pt with him um years ago and he, he was saying a similar thing today he was just like i feel like people people he, he said to me that people think that he's complicated but he knows that he's actually very simple in how he how he does things his habits are very simple his behaviors are very simple and it leads him to live a very simple life. But it's the rest of the world that's kind of actually very complicated. Um, mm. And like in that, in that sense, he feels quite disconnected from a lot of people. But it's that, it's that he's, not, he's not very, very uh, odd, even though people look at him in a very odd way. It's actually that the rest of the world is very distracted by shiny things here and social media over there, that there's this, there's this disconnect. Uh, I just thought that was really yeah. interesting, man. Really interesting the way he put yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. That is, uh, that is interesting. He's just, yeah, he's got a different set of values to what the, uh, what the environment or whatever yeah, the value, holding. Values and behaviors as well. Like behaviors mm. like kind of that you just, you don't need to know how to count macros, but you need to know what's healthy. You know what I mean? Like kind of yes. like I'll value that and I kind of, uh, yeah, like you said, value. and then behavior is around like make time every day for training, make time every day for mm. breathing work, make time every day for, for making sure you're, you're affirming your decisions and like, uh, mm one of the conversations I had today with a, with a friend was about prayer and about mm. like talk about like three, four, five times a day, sometimes standing and praying and kind of being like being present in the moment, these behaviors mm. and stuff. It's so, they're so far and few in between. Mm. I think a, a lot of people would, would look at someone and be, Oh, this is a bit strange, but really the subtext behind it is that I'm just trying to stay on my path. And that, that I think is, mm. uh, yeah, super necessary. Yeah. Completely, man. I think it's bullshit as well. You know, for anybody to look at that and be like, it's strange. Because mm. I think it's it's just yeah, it's just parochial. It's just so narrow-minded. Because it's the, the thing is all that that serves a that serves a purpose, right? So, in using the prayer as an example, is like um, it's not like so people look at it because we live in a secular society as well, and then it's just it's like it's considered a religious thing. Is like actually this goes like religion kind of figured out that this type of practice is actually good for our physiology as well as our mind. And they've just used it and put it into and put it into their system and, and people use it. But because it's like, uh, because we live in a secular world is like, yeah, I get somebody praying five times a day. That's, you know, that's, that seems like it's a bit much, you know, what's that? Um, it's just a bit weird for me. It's like, mate, practicing gratitude is the same thing. You do it in your own secular way. You know, he's like, you, it's 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 no different in fact so so you can't say that that's weird because if you're somebody who practices gratitude but you're saying somebody who does prayer is weird is like you completely missed the point you have no idea that what you're doing is the same thing as somebody praying mm. so so that that kind of stuff bugs me 
And then secondly, actually, yeah, when you gave it kind of like an example was like, you know, you don't have to count your macros, but you have to know what's healthy for you. And there's a lot of people who don't. So, yeah, so your mate is probably looked at like, you know, it happens all the time. It's like somebody who changes their lifestyle for the better. They start to get on point with the nutrition and they're out and they don't want to eat the same things that everybody else is doing. And uh, people get funny about that kind of thing. And uh, and because you're just making a better choice for yourself. And that just doesn't wash. Like uh, Hamill was a good example of that. You know, we came on for episode 21 and he's talking about, um, you know, he's having a barbecue. Uh, his place but he's got his own food set up um, eating differently to everyone else and everybody's giving him a bit of shit for it but he's like, he's standing strong and then eventually everybody kind of comes around to the idea that he's making this change and it's fine but um but yeah that's that's what happens and it's easy to make someone crumble with that and uh, yeah just looking at him as if he's being weird but it's like you know six months later this guy's in the best shape of his life he feels good about himself he feels good about life um and he just keeps on getting better so what is there to shit on you know and why is that weird why is that considered weird is that that kind of shit is just it's so it's so narrow-minded and i think a lot of it it might even be because it shines a light on what that person's not doing so well it's like mm-hmm. a mirror right mm-hmm. it's like you're seeing somebody do trying to do better for themselves and um, some of it can come into you know that sphere of uh, other people's reactions that's it can come into a sphere of like uh, envy or jealousy or just mm-hmm. it's um or it makes them feel insecure because you're just showing them what you could actually be capable of, but you're not doing that, but you see somebody who you know is doing that and you're just not willing to make the same decisions. And so it's, uh, you, you reflect on that person, you make it seem like, uh, they're the widow when really you actually want to be doing the same thing and improving yourself, but you're not too right, man. Too right. I think it's even harder nowadays. I was watching this really cool thing with the guy called James Nestor. You heard yes. the, the guy who did yeah, uh, yeah. breathe. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's doing a presentation on, on like Neanderthal man and how the, mm. the structure of the bone, especially the, the, the skull has changed over the years. And it, yeah. it's interesting how he's talking about how basically the Neanderthal man's head starts off super big, super muscular cheekbones, big jaw, kind of massive, like nasal passages, all these kind of things. Right. Maybe think I was like, oh, I think I'm a bit of a Neanderthal. Like, uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally cool with that as well. Like, uh, yeah. having a having a big ass nose. I'm just like, yep, my my, yep. my breathing, my breathing, my breathing evolution is still on point. Like, I'm, I'm not <laughs> devolving. Like the rest of you small nose people out there, so you take that, <laughs> take that bit out. Always gives me shit on the big nose. Take that with your small pipes. Yeah, take that. Right. Yeah. Take that pipe and smoke it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and it was just the thought that the linking it back to James Nestor was. <clears throat> that the way we live nowadays be in quite a large kind of community and, and social settings and then all of that is kind of governed by media and what we see it's devolved the human to a point where we've become less effective at doing the things that keep us alive and mm-hmm. it's because people don't step outside the status quo enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to be a bit different. I'm going to kind of keep a hold of the old ways as the world kind of moves that way. It's fine for things, certain things to move that way, but not wholly we shouldn't move that way because it just just crumbles us. You know I mean? It crumbles us. And it, the, the way that, that James was talking about this in the presentation was that he had the skull there and he was like, yeah, the, the jaw is just totally retreating in on itself. And this is where we get overcrowding. <clears throat> and this is like kind of through... Crowding of the teeth. Yeah, cutting the teeth because because there's not enough space on the jaw to fit the teeth on, yeah. and we're the only animal in the entire animal kingdom that has fucked up teeth. Like, there's nothing yeah. else. Like you look at dolphins, look at chimps, you look at I think these are the examples that he gives. Whatever it is, snakes, crocodiles, 
It's like the only one that has messed up teeth. Yeah. Just had a vision of a dolphin going to a dolphin dentist. <laughs> As you would like Chuck Tail. Chuck Tail. Work it at the whale wash. <laughs> yes. I love it when these images come to you, man. What a great movie that was too, right? Will Smith. Yeah, Work it at the what was it? What was it? <laughs> Welcome to the whale wash and the prices. Oh my gosh. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Justin Timberlake did the track and get on the good foot. Oh, I can't remember that. I remember Christina Aguilera and Missy, uh, Missy Elliott doing it. Remember yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, yeah they had a whole host of people doing that soundtrack. I like it. I like it. That's sick. Yeah, yeah man. And uh, yeah, we're just kind of thinking about what you said about Hemel there. He's he's kind of an outlier, stepping outside the boundaries and being like, I'm going to be here. And then there's the whole host of other people and they say it's kind of just being like, no, no, don't forget all that. And you hear the noise and you just think like, nah, man, it's not yeah. about that. That's that's you gotta you gotta. Is the whole have you seen uh, Lucky Number Eleven? Yeah, long time yeah. ago. Yeah, it was like the Kansas City Shuffle. Yes, he defines it's like everybody thinks you're going left, yeah. you go right. It's like I love that so much. Like, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> rules to live by, right? The whole world's yeah. kind of looking away. Oh, I'm gonna go that way. Cool. Yeah, yeah. that's it exactly. I think um, yeah, yeah, and like you know, it's like. You said it like setting up like setting up a large community and stuff like that, but it's like we don't have a community. It's like it's a city, but it's just filled with people as opposed to being filled with communities. It's like we're dying for community, you know. People need other people that can um they can feel supported by. But um but yeah, to that point as well, just yeah, this is this is the kind of um the the devolving path we're on in a way as well, where the crazy thing about it is, is like okay, the environment, the way we breathe, and the way we like don't chew as much of our food anymore. I mean, I've just had like a smoothie throughout the podcast, right? But um, uh, so, and our food has got a lot softer, so we just don't use our jaws as much. And then that's actually ends up being a, a genetic trait that also gets passed on as well. So even though like environments are shaping us, it ends up getting passed on to other uh, to future generations as well. And like. It's something like within three generations or something, you've got somebody who used to have a solid jaw and has gone like uh, to complete retraction, is overcrowding in the mouth. Your nasal, you, you can't nasal breathe anymore because of the fact that your jaw is so heavily retracted. And um, so that has knock-on effects for your ability to be fit, um, your susceptibility to asthma, to other allergens and stuff like that because you're not breathing through your nose, you're breathing through your mouth and that's a problem. And um, and that happens really, really freaking quickly. So it's it's great it's like um the consequences of the kind of society that we built up which is it's fantastic we have all this stuff we have access to food and we do also have access to good quality food for a lot of people they just got to know what it is and like uh, f- uh figure out what it is and start looking for it and this is you know this is where me and you come in this is why we exist as well but also the, having that access makes it so easy for us to be able to destroy ourselves as well because we've got it in a way where we can make smoothies and we can down those nutrients a lot more effectively than we uh, a lot more uh, a lot more uh, than we used to but uh, because we're bypassing one of these uh, basic functions which is chewing our food we lose the capacity of our jaws and that has other knock-on effects so everything that we do which is so-called advancing our civilization there's always what i'm seeing is there's always a cost to it it's like at what cost and how great is that cost and how much of a cost are we prepared to put up with it 
and um, we just we just don't take that into account because a lot of the times we just can't see it coming because generally everything's just a giant experiment. Is like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could make something where we can blitz our food up, and um, so that we can make it more easy for us to consume? It's like yeah, that's on face of it, that's a great idea, and for a lot of people, that's a super helpful and super useful idea. The hence you know the birth of the smoothie. But then what have we lost? It's like, okay, we've gone from chewing on average like three to four hours a day to less than an hour. And that's going to have a knock-on effect. And it doesn't sound like a lot. It doesn't sound like a big deal rather because like it's chewing, but your digestion starts in your mouth for your food. The And if you're not chewing, we just talked about it as well, where you're not um, using your jaw properly. If you're not using your jaw properly, it creates overcrowding in your mouth with your teeth. You've you got like you cause problems for your teeth, so you, there's a bunch of like orthodontic treatment uh, which you might have to go through. You can't breathe properly if you can't breathe properly uh, through your nose. You're going to end up using your mouth, and that has implications for you know uh, clearing out debris. Um, so nasal breathing helps you clear out debris. Nasal breathing helps you use your diaphragm better, which is a much more efficient way of breathing. Uh, it helps you be fitter. It helps you absorb more oxygen. Um, I mean, you name it, the benefit of nasal breathing versus um, uh, mouth breathing. And I think we've talked about it in other podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like such a small thing, but then it's massive. And like, you know, you can extrapolate that out to like social media and they've just like, I don't know if you saw it, um, but on Netflix, they released uh, The Social Dilemma. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that documentary. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up watching it and I was like, okay, well, you know, there's a bunch of stuff in here that um, I actually, I Basically, I knew everything that they were talking about. It's like, uh, I guess, in a way, I was kind of looking for more of the co- uh, and more of a conversation around uh, the moral dilemma. And mm. uh, but really, what it was doing was just for people who don't know about it. Is like, you know, this is how it affects you. Um, this is how it's kind of come about. And um, there's a responsibility here to course correct on the implications of this. And um, and so yeah, so again, here's something. Like this is on a massive scale as well. So here's something that is, you know, it's amazing for society, but at the same time with that same level of amazingness, there's the other side of it, which is, you know, highly, highly detrimental when it's not kept in check. Mm-hmm. And you know, in that, in that they're talking about the responsibility lies with the companies who are creating this stuff. It's like, yeah, you can externalize that responsibility because of the fact that they're kind of creating, helping create these problems, but also, I always see it, it just comes right back to the individual and then who is surrounded by the individual, i.e. the family, is, is just your ability to um, create a um, create environment where that doesn't have to rule um, rule anybody. And and that's the tricky part. And yeah. so, and I think that's where, like, you know, I always say it, like, I think that's where it first rests is like with the individual and then with the family of that individual, whoever that individual surrounds themselves with, rather than trying to put the blame or rather than put the responsibility on where the problem came from. Because, okay, yeah, sure, they should take responsibility, just like, you know, you and I take responsibility in delivering something safely for our clients. It's not just, hey, I'm going to put you in a walk bike for like uh, uh, 20 hours this week and, uh, you know, watch them get fucked up and be like, oh, it's because you didn't follow the program. It's like, no, that's there's there's a certain level of responsibility and safety that's baked into what we do. We have to. And it's the same thing for these guys, but also got to take the responsibility on for yourself as well. And and and, and when it comes to that kind of stuff but yeah so it's just like you know we've got a smaller scale like okay here's the great thing of 
you know, creating something where we can make a smoothie, but there's a cost to it as well. But then here's the bigger scale. We've created something which is like social media, which is great, but then also given how great it is, it's also can be pretty damn fucked up as well. Mm. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's just something to, I think that's always a question we have to ask is like, okay, if we create something so great, what's the potential, what's the potential cost of that? And it's just so hard to do that because you can't see every angle coming, but in a way you can just, you can prepare by saying, okay, there's probably going to be something fucked up. <laughs> we just got to see what the potential for that is. And or we just got to understand there's a potential for that and then be able to address that when it comes up. Cause it's, um, cause I try and relate it back to things that I know about and things I can do. And one of them is, you know, dealing with clients is like, okay, if I, if I give them this type of exercise, let's say, and I can see what the progressions for these are. And I know that they're doing better and better and better if they fulfill this kind of criteria. But what is the potential cost of doing this exercise? And I always have to always have to weigh that up, always have to be thinking about that and always be happy that the benefit far exceeds the risk. Because there's always going to be a risk from doing any kind of activity. But it's also given the person I have in front of me. I've weighed that up based on what I've assessed with you, what you've told me, the kind of state that you're in and being like, okay, yeah, we're good. We're good to progress on this. And no, we're not good to progress on this. We have to regress it. And so, yeah, it's, it's part of, it's part of that, um, part of seeing, um, not having rose tinted glasses on all the time, basically, mm. and just always analyzing the the flip side of it. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost like, it's like the TV's on, but you've got the remote in your hand. Yeah, you don't, need to, you don't need to watch. You can just change the channel. Uh, but people yeah. are kind of there, just drinking the Kool Aid twenty four seven, and it only takes one person to drop the ball in the village for everyone to get the cooties right. So stop, <laughs> stop, like get that guy out of here. Like have a word with him. He's dropping the ball, and we're all yeah. we're all uh, we're all messed up now. Um, yeah, man, I totally agree with that. And I, I kind of what you said there was like, what's the cost of doing this? And it almost makes me think like, how busy should we be? And like, you can almost mm-hmm. qualify yourself to warrant being more busy it's like it's like cj and i've talked about this in the past where we can do 70 hours a week of personal training but is the quality of what you're delivering good no is is the quality of your sleep good no are you able to meal prep anything more than cream of rice and whey protein no are you (laughs) are you able to sleep and recover no is your own training going anywhere no so it's okay well we've, we've pushed the envelope in one way so far that it's negatively it's like it's like the uh, shadows uses it in one of his one of his uh breakdowns of like the shoulder when he says like okay if we reduce um spinal extension uh your your ability to access all the other components of shoulder movement are now reduced because that one place is massively reduced and it knocks has a knock-on effect because the same mm-hmm. thing applies like if you if you massively increase one area you're pulling from the other areas to do so so it's like you're, you're just you're just drowning the other pools out to feed this big well um yes and that you can optimize this it's not i'm not trying to say like everyone just stop doing what you're doing and never start again right but if you can if you can prove to yourself and even even like line up the other things in your life that you know you need to do i, I know this is, i'm not a prime culprit of this i take on so many clients that want to work with me and i'm happy to do so but sometimes i get a bit busy sometimes i, I want to prioritize my training as well because i don't believe in personal trainers i don't 
push their own envelope hard mm-hmm. um and then you okay this client's program needs writing so shit we're kind of we're a bit behind with this or this this um new person wants to come for a consultation or, or you have to now and then you have to rearrange and think on the spot all these things can come up but the more we can actually like get a proper handle on certain things the less we have to sacrifice in the moment to do all things you know i mean mm. that's that's, yeah. that's a proper lesson for me firstly because i'm talking about before we came on air like having your charger set having this there having that set and in, in doing other projects that we talked about things that other things fall by the wayside and it's just about optimization mm. and realizing like you said the cost of pushing the boat out in one one means is going to mean that oh i forgot your birthday i'm sorry like but you can only do that so many times you know what i mean otherwise you become bad at remembering things that are actually important because you've now mm. singularized your focus so much that you're already good for one thing and that mm. in a human context is bullshit you know I mean, we need to we need to hold on to the goal that we have which is like is, i think it's kind of it's almost like we some people look at like nature documentaries and be like oh dolphins can't wire plugs it's like well, people, dolphins, are busy, dolphins are busy being dolphins they're cool with that <laughs> shit. they got there and was like this is sick i'm staying here you know what i mean Whereas human beings have kind of like had the intellect to be like, oh let's go over here let's start fire let's go and carry on it's like yeah cool but don't lose don't lose the shit we had you know because that stuff is still pretty sick you know what i mean especially when we talk about like the way our bodies move and how everything all that other stuff happens i almost feel like there'll be you know you see like you watch star wars and they, they're at the market and they're like the Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon Jinn's trying to buy Anakin off the slave trader. And uh, there's all these weird and wonderful creatures that are kind of wandering around. And that's mm. human beings. That's human beings. I had this joke <laughs> with, my, with my client with my client once. You ever been to you ever been to Oxford Street? Yeah, yeah. You've been to Primark on Oxford Street? Yeah, yeah. Right? Isn't it like the the the, the airport scene for Men in Black? Yeah. <laughs> I walk into that place and I'm just like, what is this? Where do these people come from? How are these even real? Like, where the, like, that guy's got six eyes. She's got, like, friggin' legs as long as my entire torso. Like, what the hell's going on here? Like, this is, this is super weird, right? And it just shows, like, the duality of people. And I don't even know where the fuck they've come from, but we're so, we're so different in what makes us up. At the same time, we need to keep true to some of the things that we are. You know I mean, rather than kind of just devolving off into these weird little branches, this person's like working 40 hours a week, sat down at a desk. So he now, he like Shadow says, becomes the shape of your sport. Like that's his sport. Yeah. He's a desk jockey. Yeah. Like he, this is what a desk jockey looks like. And yeah. Over here, you've got somebody who, who runs marathons and obviously they've, they've gone that way as well. But again, I'm going off on a tangent, but it's like, what is the best? What is the most optimal thing for all of us to do? Well, we have a balance of a lot of it. And not kind of push the boat out super far. And if you are going to push the boat out, then kind of uh, make the rest of people around you kind of aware that you're about to do this and do it with uh, a bit more control. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, optimum is dependent on what goes on in that person's life as well. Mm. It's like because there's there's <laughs> it's like I wonder how far you can take this. It's like what's optimum like on both ends of the scale? I feel like you're a supreme athlete versus being somebody who's obese mm. is like well for somebody who's obese what's the optimum it's like <laughs> it's like so many variables like, right yeah exactly i'm just like yeah, yeah it's somebody if like if you want to stay there then it's just to keep eating yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's your optimum so just like yeah it's kind of interesting it's like it's it's um it's on a it's on a sliding scale as well it's optimum, like okay optimum by whose definition right 
that's it exactly yeah. it's like do you want like if you're talking about being optimum in a human definition is like i don't think i mean there's some play there but it's not a lot it's just basically you got to be you got to be healthy and you got to be in shape you know just yeah. a natural a natural life because um uh, to the extent that this is what we know is the best way to live in terms mm-hmm. of how our body feels looks moves um and and navigates its way through the environment that it's in and um yeah i mean that's to be honest man that's a whole other question as well like you know mm-hmm. what is it to be naturally optimum because that i think natural is the definition is kind of shifting there's uh, there's variations of it as well because it is natural to consume it's like it's heavily processed like uh, but the food is coming from a natural source like you know if we're talking about potato crisps or something um like or commercially bought potato crisps or like you know pringles that's a better example it's like they've got all this like fucking list of ingredients when really it should be just potato chips a bit of salt and some something it's fried in but um but then there's the other end which is i could just actually have a potato you know that's like uh, that's as natural as that thing gets because that's that's what it is that's what it's like from the ground and then um and then yeah so the conversation around what is optimum is like okay, is what's optimum for an athlete and then there's what's optimum for every you know, like for other people and uh, based on you know what is it that you're trying to achieve as well because an athlete might have to do some things which aren't optimum for a human being you know mm. so so for me i like kind of try and cut through that a little bit by being like, okay, it's optimum to be a human being like this. And then we can play with the other variables, which is if you're an athlete, then okay, you need to do athlete things. You know, if you're a jujitsu player who likes to play off his back and you spend four hours of training there, okay, well, I better get you comfortable being on your back in a flexed spine position uh, often. uh, Whereas, you know, that's not, what um a regular human being no well a a good functioning human being is going to is going to want to spend a lot of time in or you know even more simply is like like you said a desk jockey is like their body's going to be in that flex position a lot more often and it's not ideal for the body it's about having access to other movements so um try and make it so that they can bear that position better but also be able to function like a like a human being as well mm-hmm. that's it man. that's it that's it that's, that's the kind of the final nail in that coffin is that be the human first and yes. then whatever you want to whatever hat you want to wear go wear it but mm-hmm. let's not lose our humanity in in doing what we want to do right because that's that's just mm-hmm. sad right you kind of back to that kind of like everyone's different but like when you when you start showing the examples of skulls and like you think oh fuck this is not good you know, this is not good. Yeah. like kind of yeah we want to have quick meals and we want to kind of we want to run the clock 24 7 but mm. let's not come on guys like kind of can we can we all just decide like this is enough money this is enough thing this is enough that <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean I, I don't know whether that's kind of asking some social questions that i shouldn't be asking or mm. i don't really know what i'm asking about but yeah just kind of uh let's 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 not flex on our being so hard that it starts to devolve and we start to have other issues later on you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah exactly man i don't think yeah I, I think there's never anything that shouldn't be asked you should always be able to have that open conversation have that discourse otherwise if you don't then um we just kind of we screw ourselves up you know we don't realize how much that how much is left on the table if we're not able to have conversations even if it's about controversial stuff it's just, mm. just got you've got to be able to have a conversation about it 
Yeah, but uh, man, I think that's a good place to leave it. Be the human first. Yeah, buddy. Love it. Respect, man. That was great. That was fun. That was fun, man. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. Hope everybody enjoyed it. As uh, you got a word for our listeners, bro. Ah, right now. Hope you just enjoying the show. Twenty five episodes in. That's 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 some that's some reps, bro. That's some reps. We've done a few sets of this now. We're getting we're getting we're getting phase phase two, phase three qualified. I like this. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I have a great time. Uh, whenever whenever we're on, it's lovely. It's thought thought provoking. It sets me up well for the week. Hopefully, it yeah. does the same for our listeners. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna try and be more active on social media, kind of just talking about what we talk about. I know, G, you started posting up some clips on Insta on YouTube, uh, which I love. They're cool, little digestible, bite-sized chunks of our, of our podcast. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of that. Let us know what you just, what you thought about some of the common themes, our like embarrassing stories, and, uh, <laughs> and and how they make us feel afterwards. And uh, yeah, the, I love the segue of how we kind of transitioned. I remember thinking at the time when you when you kind of pulled it over, that was super smooth. And uh, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't remember how you did it now. But we just uh, we just kind of just like slipped on over to like more serious <laughs> chat. We're like we're adults now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't fall over and get dart stuck in our face anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great soundbite. I think when you <laughs> <laughs> shot myself in the throat, I'm like everybody hears that. He'd be like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Let's get that going. Clickbait right there. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Try the views, pop them up. No more rookie numbers. Let's go. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shout. So uh, for, our, for our listeners, for our viewers, we've got uh, podcast clips. That's a that's a little playlist on the channel that you can find. Uh, the channel is uh, Gorinda Sandu Coaching. Uh, but if you searched "Evolve, Achieve, Thrive" uh, in YouTube, that should come up. And uh, yeah, so we've got some clips coming up, uh, like stuff that we post on Instagram. We've got them on uh, YouTube as well. So yeah, keep following us, guys. Uh, those of you who haven't yet, subscribe to the show and get uh, get the weekly update for the episodes. Uh, tune in, tell us what you think, and um, yeah, if you feel free to share it with people who you think we would could do with hearing a conversation, and just uh, tag us in it as well. It'll be uh, be great to, uh, great to get your input and uh, know that you're enjoying what we're putting out for you. Too right. Much appreciate for the listen, guys. Speak yeah. to you soon. Big time.